And good afternoon. Welcome into the Matt Mosley Show with Stephen Simcox. I'm Tom Barfield in for Matt. We're glad you're with us. It is 3.03 here on a Tuesday afternoon and lots of things to get to today. We've got high school football, college football, NFL football conversation. Did, uh, Stephen, how are you, by the way? I'm doing well, Tom. How are you doing? Good, good. Did you see where Florida had five tests positive? The uh, Florida Gators had five. Uh, I did not see. Well, yes, well let's I, see. But let's put 90,000 in the stadium. Yeah, I, I saw that Dan Mullen had been lobbying for that. I also know he wasn't. He had some questions about how uh, they were doing business at Kyle Field last Saturday because he felt like there were more people there than the allotted numbers. So maybe that'll cause them to take a step back. But yeah, everyone sort of handled this differently. And, you know, I imagine it's a challenge in Florida just because the state and you know, I'm not saying this right or wrong, but they've stayed pretty open. I mean, they've really yep. led the charge in being, but the university has been fully open. The university is not, you're correct. Yeah. And uh, now they obviously have a setback with, with some players testing positive. And so that makes that, that begs the question. I, I know they're talking about the preparation for LSU, but what does that do to Texas A&M? Do they need to go back and take a look? Okay, so our opponent that we just played had five positive tests. Yeah, so, that's that's kind of always the burning question. I know they're doing the regular testing, so right. I assume if if there was an outbreak, it would show up. But Unless you get a false negative. Unless you get a false negative. Or unless you, know, you get to game day and it hadn't shown up, but all of a sudden somebody gets symptoms. I mean, there's... There's a lot of ways this thing can go south, unfortunately, yeah. and we've seen a number of them so far in the college football season. It, it, my point being, I think in a lot of cases, that's how things get going and, and kind of get out of – they can get out of control in a hurry. You think you've done everything you're supposed to do, and the next thing you know, things that are not in your control, and you're you're in a bad situation. And, and you know, that that's – I would. So with with just a, a five positive tests, that's you know on the surface you're going okay. Well, that's not that big a deal. Hopefully that they can get that under control. But uh, that's how stuff can get going in a hurry. I mean, and this stuff does move in a hurry. I mean, that's the one thing I think we have learned uh, over the last over the last several months is just how quickly Stephen this thing can, can get going. Well, and with the contact tracing, that at least now has like a 14 day you know, isolation period. <laughs> I don't know who these players are. Obviously Florida's not releasing their identities, but you could easily trace back to A and M and say, well, I mean, these players played. So mm -hmm. it, as one of our textures, Leon said, it takes 14 days to find out because that's typically how long you have. That's the period where if symptoms are going to show up, they show up. And, uh, I don't know how they handle that, but I, I guess everybody will go through their, their regular testing and, yeah, un really unfortunate what happened at Baylor. Mac Rhodes says they think there was a false positive test, but now you have 28 guys out, and, I mean, you've already postponed this Oklahoma State game, and now it's sort of a mad dash to try to figure out, can you play Texas in a week and a half? Yeah, I mean, and, and that's uh, that's that's got to be maddening. That's got to be frustrating for everybody involved to, to feel like you're doing the right thing only to see that uh, it, it it didn't work out for you. I mean, because, and I, again, I've told you this a million times. Uh, every time I've, I've gone over to the facility, I mean, it's, it's you look and going, wow, this is, I mean, you, you've got, to, there's several things you have to do uh, to get past the, the check station. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, there's, there's somebody right there at the front door 
uh, and you've got to do some you know, several things. And you know, there's a temperature machine. There's all kinds of stuff going on uh, just to get into the facility itself. You know, so I mean, on the they're they're doing the right thing, but yet sometimes it's out of your control and, and it kind of gets away from you. It is. I mean, you follow the protocols as best you can, and then you're also dealing with college students. And, I mean, as much as you can try to have a a bubble that's not going to get contaminated, unless you're in an actual bubble, it's hard to keep these guys, you know, safe and and on the straight and narrow for – in the college football season, what we're talking about is multiple months. I mean, they've been at this since July now, trying to – get practices in, get games in, um, and, and it's going to go on through through the end of December. And, and you're talking a lot of numbers. You're talking players. You're talking coaches. You're talking support staff. Mm. It, it, it's a big number when it comes to a football team, particularly a collegiate football team. So uh, we'll, we'll talk more about that a little later on. Uh, Baseball-wise, wow. Uh, man, I, I thought that was just there were just two fantastic baseball games yesterday. Now you and I didn't get to see a whole lot of the uh, of the Astros Tampa Bay game. We we did see the dinger uh, that really was the, the the difference maker in the game. You know the, the game swung on that one swing of the bat in the first inning for a three nothing advantage, and and Tampa goes on to the four two victory. And now they've got the Astros in a four in, in two games to none deficit and, and man they've got to go win i mean it's 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 just that simple they got to go win tonight right must win for houston and they got things going a little bit in the ninth time but it's it's just been night and day the way the Rays pitching staff has handled and maybe part of that too is just playing different park you know you're playing down at petco instead of it in la and the ball seem to be flying off the bat there especially during the daytime now you're moving to night games um but either way they, they got to wake this this lineup up if, if they're going to find a, a way to get it done and yeah you can't go down 3-0 obviously you know we saw the Red Sox do it once but that was almost felt like an act of God them getting <laughs> getting past the Yankees in that fashion and the other side of this all the pressures on the Dodgers now I mean what a huge Ooh. win for Atlanta rallying back last night and did you see the Atlanta dugout mm-hmm. the, not, not just in that ninth inning but the whole stinking game Man, it was a bunch of guys having fun. Yeah. I mean, they were just having a blast playing baseball. Well, and why not? I mean, you're playing loose. Nobody really expects you to win that House series. money. <laughs> House right. money. You've won five in a row. You're playing really well. So, yeah, you feel good. And now L.A., no Clayton Kershaw tonight. He's suddenly got back problems again. And, I mean, if you go down 2-0, you're staring at a similar issue that the, the Astros have. So, a uh, really good baseball game last night. It's well played, low scoring. And yeah, you're one one into the ninth. I yeah. mean, it was so well pitched by both clubs. And Atlanta finds a way to to put together a big ninth inning and and get that victory. So um, it, it's going to be interesting to see. And you know, if the Dodgers can't do it this year, I don't know when they're going to do. It. I mean, obviously they have a very good team and they're trying to keep that thing together for a long time. But they've been so close so often the past five six years. And again, now you you find yourself in a deficit, but it's still, of course, very early in that series. I, w- I was looking during, and I, it's a sixty-game regular season this year. Did were they forty-two and eighteen? Were they that good uh, record-wise? I think they were like forty-two and eighteen, which just a terrific record. Uh, 
and, and now they find themselves in a whole one game. And again, it's just one game, but 43 and 17, 43 and 17. How dare me? So they're uh, pretty good. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and you, you stop and look at it, at, at that record. I mean, you, you talk about going out and just in, in winning ball games. Uh, and then, they, you know, they go through the first couple of rounds and get it done. And, and now we're down to the final four. And uh, and they're in a one-one ball game last night, and the next thing you know, it, it, the the wheels come off in the ninth inning, and uh, they give up they give up the uh, the four runs in the ninth and, and get beat five to one. So, yeah, you think that they're probably going, hey, we probably need this one tonight. Yeah, and it, I mean, baseball is such a you know better than anybody, Tom. It's just it's the craziest game in small sample size. It's random. It's, it's just so random. random. It's it's teams. When you get teams together and even the best four out of seven, which does a better job than, you know, two out of three of finding who's the better team. But it's just about we saw the Nationals last year. They were like 10 games under 500, you know, 60 games into the season, weren't going anywhere. And they got hot and ran made just ran through the playoffs like crazy. So it's always sort of a toss up, but yeah, huge game for LA tonight. They got to find a way to get it done. We were talking about just the randomness of baseball. You, you could go to the plate and smoke a line drive, hit it mm-hmm. as hard as you can, but hit it right at the shortstop and he catches it. I can go to the plate right after you and, and get fooled horribly, hit, hit a flare off the end of the bat and, and send a little flare out in the right field. Next thing you know, I, I'm one for one and you're zero for one. Yeah, I mean, that's the, yeah, <laughs> that's the randomness of baseball. I mean, but it's also the I, I think the the, the I, I, that's what I like about it. I mean, the, there it's it's not predictable. I mean, you you can say, well, this guy's going to do this, but you don't know that. I mean, it's it 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 really is a random game. And 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 you talk about momentum. Well, momentum is dictated by the guy on the pitcher's mound. If a guy on the pitcher's mound is throwing strikes and in in controlling and controlling things from the mound. It, it it negates any momentum you might have. I mean, if <laughs> the guy on the mound dictates momentum, he does. Yeah, and I mean, it's it's day to day, game to game. Yep. Um, so we'll see tonight. The guy who's supposed to dictate the momentum for the Dodgers is out. We'll see if their spot starter can come in and make something happen. Um, but yeah, nothing better than playoff baseball. The strategy of it. The manager trying to decide. All right, when do I take my guy out? Um, am I only going to use this? relief guy for a couple batters it's uh it's a chess match in in the highest order so it's gonna be fun to see those games over the next few days yeah if you're in a, in a 162 game schedule you know sometimes you you know as they say the guy on the mound doesn't have it but you know what he, our, our bullpen is thin yeah. and so and we've used the pen a lot the last few days take one for the team right. well there's no taking one for the team here nope. there's urgency from the time you get off the bus and walk into the ballpark so uh, you're right how he how he the manager manages his pitching staff and it, particularly with no days off because of the uh, you know you're playing in these neutral sites and you're playing seven straight days so you're not you're not taking any time off uh, how they manage that that's it is unbelievably important how they ha- how they handle their pitching staff. So uh, it'll be fun to see tonight uh, as the Astros uh, look to bounce back. Now, if they go in a three zero hole, it, it, you know you're not mathematically out, but man, yeah, that's you, that's an uphill climb that mm-hmm. I don't think anybody wants to take on. No, especially with the the short staff that they have with their injuries. Before we go to break, Tom, are you excited? I mean, we're getting a rare sight tonight. Tuesday night, Tuesday night football. With the Bills and the Titans, will you be kind of peeking at that as well? There's no question. Now, I'm telling you, and you know, I mean, I'm going to be locked in on baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, I'm going to watch Tuesday Night Football because 
I want to see Tuesday night football. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's we we don't see that a whole lot, and and uh, we, we can yeah, I, I want to watch it because we're just tonight wrapping up the week that is for NFL football, That's right. and then two days later we're starting over. Mm-hmm. We get the, the the next week of NFL football gets started. I so. know it's it's as close to a seven day football week as we're ever going to get, and we get a little extra treat and two good teams too. I mean, the Titans, who knows, because they haven't really practiced in a couple weeks essentially right. but two undefeated teams in the bills and titans squaring off so and i got to thinking about this and i know we're up against uh up against the break but the nfl has has been able to roll over games to sunday night to monday to tuesday if 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 the location worked out let's just say for example steven i don't know let's just randomly pick oh i don't know baylor and texas could they would would it would it be the end of the world if they rolled that game over to a Monday or or maybe a Tuesday? I mean, you're talking about jumping on a bus and being there in 90 minutes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I would think that would have to be a, a fail safe or something that would be considered. I don't know why there would be. I mean, we see like the Mac, for instance, they play sometimes on a Tuesday night or a Thursday night, because, and they'll skip the following Saturday. Yeah. I get that. So, uh, yeah, I, I think we could see that. I mean, they're going to have to find a way. If this keeps happening, they're going to find a way to get these games in somehow or the other. So, could you play Monday night and then play again Saturday? Monday and Saturday, that kind of thing. That's a five-day window. And, I, whew, Stephen, uh, I, I know high schools, are, are, we've got a district that's going to do that. They're going to mm-hmm. play on a five-day window to get their games in. Uh, sure would be difficult, but, man, missing football games – that's, I mean, it, you. How many times can you roll a game over and say, "All right, uh, we're going to reschedule it"? I mean, there's only so many windows. Yeah, if the alternative is the game's not getting played, I think then they'll they'll have to find a way to play. So there you go. All right, seventeen after three o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley program. We're glad you're with us on this Tuesday. Uh, Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, and we're going to take a quick break, and we're back with more in a moment. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly sunny today. Should be a beautiful day with highs topping out at 84 degrees. Clear skies tonight. Very comfortable conditions as low temperatures fall to 53. And tomorrow should be the hottest day of the week with mostly sunny skies and a high of 89. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. 
At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to CentexSportsFan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. For all you Hatch Green Chili fans out there, you know how great they are. And if you've never had the Hatch Green Chilies, here's a perfect introduction. The new Hatch Green Chili Bacon Burger at Whataburger, available for a limited time. It's the High School Football Pick'em Contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Are your office surfaces covered in antimicrobial film that lasts five years for the safety of your employees? Does your office point of entry use a state-of-the-art thermal facial recognition scanner that also takes temperatures? Is it frustrating accessing documents from home that are stored at your office? Now ask yourself what other office technology company in Texas offers these products and services? No one but the premier provider of business technology in Texas, UBO Business Services, and Sean Hunt. 254-772-1600, UB EO.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weitz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes said there are 28 active cases of COVID-19 among its football players and 14 active cases among football staff members, which led to the decision of postponing its scheduled game against number 7 Oklahoma State. Tonight's game between Buffalo and Tennessee Titans will proceed as scheduled after all the Titans' coronavirus tests from Monday came back negative. Kickoff is at 6 o'clock. Saints come back and beat the Chargers 30-27 on Monday night football. Atlanta takes game one of the NLCS over the Dodgers 5-1, and the Rays put the Astros and a 2-0 hole, taking Game 2, 4-2. This afternoon, Game 2, Braves and Dodgers, 5:05 first pitch, and Game 3 with the Rays and the Astros, 7:40 first pitch, and you can catch that game over on Fox Sports Central Texas. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas.
322, this is the Matt Mosley Show on a Tuesday afternoon. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, glad to have you with us. The uh, Cowboys getting ready for a Monday night affair with the uh, Arizona Cardinals. That'll be a lot of fun, Monday night football. And the uh, the Cowboys obviously uh, still reeling, Stephen, from the uh, the Dak Prescott injury. And First of all, and I know this has nothing to do with where we're headed with this segment, but I was at lunch today. I bet I saw it five times. Why do you think you, you need to keep showing that injury? I don't know. It, it's almost like a uh, a masochistic feeling, I guess, of just like, oh, I want to see. We all want to see the car wreck again. I mean, you know. The funny thing for me was I actually, I was in the car running an errand when it happened, so I was listening to, you can hear Cowboy games on ESPN Central Texas, if you don't know, 1660 AM, your home for uh, Cowboys football through the season. So I was listening to Sham, and I could tell in his voice when it happened, like, oh, that doesn't seem good. Right. But I didn't know exactly, you know, what happened. I knew that it was bad. And then when they came back from commercial, they said the cart was coming out. And I thought, oh, no. And then when I got home, they hadn't shown it. So I, I like, searched for it. And I only watched it once or twice before I, I couldn't really stomach it anymore. But, yeah, I don't know the need for the highlight. I mean, it's pretty clear. It's Tuesday. What uh, What happened, what went down, and... I mean, it, it's it's just the content machine, Tom. These shows that are on 24 hours a day, they just sort of recycle the same talking points over and over again. It, Not it, us, of course. But no, never. <laughs> we we would never repeat. Uh, uh, so, but uh, it, it it just it's driving me nuts. To say, I don't need to see. I I didn't want to see it the first time. I, I saw it when it occurred on television. And after that, every when they showed it again, I, I I didn't watch. I didn't. I don't need to see someone's pain and suffering. And that's what it was. I mean, it was that gruesome and that devastating. So why on earth do you want to keep watching it? We all know if you're a cowboy fan, or even if you're just a football fan, on Tuesday at lunchtime, you know what? It's not like you were under a rock and came, oh something happened to Dak. Really? I don't. I, mm-hmm. I, you know? No, you know. And and, and you. Even if you really have wanted to see it, you have seen it by now. Quit showing the stupid video of that. I start to say highlight. There's nothing highlight about it. It's you know, uh, it, quit showing it. I'm trying to think of like bad injuries. I know the Thiesman injury, maybe the Thiesman injury, of course. Yeah, that come to mind. But did they have a close up shot of that? Because I've only seen like the the shot where Taylor hits him and then he's immediately jumping up, waving for the sideline. Right. Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I'm trying to think of other, because I, I know, I can't remember the young man's name now, which bothers me, but that kid at Louisville who broke his leg in the tournament one year when he was falling down on the court, that was pretty horrible. Uh, but, yeah, we do seem to have an obsession with that now, of just replaying those injuries over and over again. If you're going to talk about the Dak situation, uh, why why not show – Jason Garrett and Mike McCarthy sitting there, uh, you know, consoling one another. I mean, I, quit showing the Dak injury. I, I just don't I don't get it. I mean, I've seen it a million times. I, I, I won't watch it, but I have seen it. I've, I've seen the video come up. As soon as it does, I mean, I look away. I mean, I, I don't want to see it, and I'm, I'm not sure that uh, that, that – what what are you proving by showing it? So anyway, uh, three twenty six twenty six after three o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley show. We're glad you're with us, and uh, thanks for uh, thanks for being a part of the program. Pepe's uh, on hold. If you want to take a call, yeah, let's let's talk 
Let's talk. What what what's up now, brother? What are you up to? Hello. All right. Uh, got to turn. You got to turn your phone down when uh, or your radio down when you call the program. Yeah, Pepe pointed out. Uh, I guess they did have some video of Theismann, a better like close up version of it, and you could tell. Um, and then he also brought up Paul George a couple of years ago. Ran into the. Uh, Ran into the base of the backboard, and when he was playing for USA Basketball, that was another terrible injury. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, three twenty-seven, uh, and, and Jerry Jones uh, addressed the media. Stephen, he did. Yeah, he was talking on KLRDFM today, um, and the first question was asked was, "Hey, what's your biggest concern about Dak's ability to try to uh, recover from this?" I don't have any. I really don't have any. Mm-hmm. I don't at all. Uh, I. Uh, uh, got as much as uh, uh, God lets us get, and his uh, the nature of what they found when they did the surgery. It's all positive relative to a recovery. Nothing positive about it. Don't misinterpret. But uh, it's positive as to his uh, uh, chances of uh, getting it back to normal. Uh, we've uh, had similar inju- injuries uh uh, you, you you do this long enough, and you've seen them. And we've had similar injuries before, and uh, this is one of those that you can mend and come back and be as good as go. Uh, what it does remind me, though, is that you cannot figure in uh, as a part of your uh, as a real part of your uh, offense. Uh, you really are vulnerable when you really put. Uh, a a running game in that uh, really relies, not relies, but just really uh, utilizes a lot, the running game with the quarterback. This game just uh, is uh, going to get you, uh, uh, you're going to get hurt. Uh, And so uh, uh, with uh, your quarterback, and in this particular case, I don't even want to use the word quarterback, with Dak, and all of the many things that he means to our team, uh, we've got to be very judicious when we expose him in the future. So, Tom, I mean, he had successful surgery, apparently. How He's young. He's been very durable. How much concern would you have about him coming back and being the same player next season? A lot. I yeah. mean, quite frankly, uh, it, because I think everybody reacts differently to these type of things. And, again, you know, I, I, mobility is part of his game, mm-hmm. uh, and the, the escapability. You know, if he doesn't doesn't run, I, I don't have a problem with that. And who cares? But the one thing that he does have the ability to do, and that I think is an important part of his game, is his his ability to to move the pocket, escape pressure, and, and extend plays. And yeah, I mean, you guys coming off a, a what I guess is a compound fracture, and yeah, I would be concerned. I think that's the biggest thing is can he still move around the pocket in the same mm-hmm. way? Mm-hmm. Uh, also, they don't really use him in the zone read game a lot, but they did it enough to where teams had to account for it, especially in the red zone. He'd be a threat to do that. So, yeah, it's a big deal. He scrambled. He was scrambled for first downs. He did a good job of, you know, getting first downs with his legs. And he was a big part of short yardage offense. Yeah, he was. I mean, he's and so is. big and physical. That if you need one, he's your guy. 
<laughs> I mean, quarterback sneak is a good play for them mm-hmm. when when they need you know a yard, two yards at the most. I mean, it's in down inside the goal line. I mean, down on the goal line. Uh, he's a he's a he's an integral part of, of of what they can do short yardage. And as you point out, they may feed it to Zeke down there, but you better account for him. Well, and we've had a few people. And granted, Dak's getting much different medical care than I think. You know, you or me would if oh, we yeah. if we broke our ankle. But we have had a few listeners who have had that injury similar to that injury and said it took you know a long time. One guy who was a runner yesterday told us he had to change the way he ran. Uh, marathons, that type of thing. And there might be some of that involved. But, uh, yeah, his mobility is key. So I, I get Jerry's not going to come on there and be like, well, yeah, we're really concerned about his long-term recovery. But I do feel like that has to be a factor as they kind of move forward and try to figure out, um, you know, who he's going to be as a quarterback as as things progress. He was also asked, uh, do you expect him back in March, April, May, kind of what the timeline is for Dak's return? Yeah, I would hope. Well, you got it. You 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 right in there. Uh, now I'd say, well, my goodness, which one? That's ninety days difference. But certainly, uh, if you look ahead, uh, he should uh, uh, be ready to go for our uh, spring work and uh, uh, the the latter part of the spring work. But uh, uh, but knowing Dak, uh, uh, and that's a big part of this thing. Knowing Dak and his makeup, uh, he'll be back out there soon physically. I'm told uh, by the doctors and uh, by our own experience of seeing this injury. Physically, there should be no problem with him being back out there in early May or April. So it looks like, at least for now, they're going to shoot to have him back for the offseason, and he'll be a part of the program April, May. If there is minicamp next year, if they return to a normal schedule, I guess he could participate in that, even though you don't usually see veterans do that. And then certainly by training camp, he should be ready. So that's welcome news. And then you, you have the question of um, the contract. Why did you not get this thing done? Why is there still a hang up there? So Jerry also addressed that. He's been criticized a lot for why has the contract not been signed? Why can't they get a long-term deal with Dak? With Dak? And uh, here was his response to, to those questions. I, I think that uh, uh, we, we've got to be reminded that uh, to have a team uh, that we've got to really manage uh, how we dole out our resources. Dak is deserving of, uh, of anything you want to put on a piece of paper, relatively speaking. He's deserving of that. Uh, and he's had, uh, uh, he's, if you evaluate what, what he can do to help us win championships, you can see that it's there, and plus he's uh, uh, a leader at the leader at the premier leader uh, leader spot. Uh, we've uh, we've got to make it work. So what am I saying? I'm saying exactly the same thing that I said the last time we were asked about this uh, before the season started. Uh, uh, these are it's a part of the game is the business and the contract part. So, again, they're deflecting. They're saying, yeah, we want this guy here. He's part of our long-term plans. This isn't really going to affect that. But, Tom, I just can't see. Now, maybe maybe they use this as an opportunity to go to him in a couple weeks or months and say, hey, how does uh, how does $30 million sound now <laughs> that you've gone through this? 
would you like a five-year deal instead of the four-year deal that you've been pushing for? Could we get this thing done? And, of course, they do have some leverage, as crass as it sounds, with him being on the shelf. You're right, and I know that they care for him, but they also, they are, they're also running a, a, a business. Mm-hmm. Make no mistake about that. And if it doesn't get done, do you just slap the tag on him one more time? You do. I mean, that's all you can do. You slap the tag on him again, and I guess if he wants to – some of this falls on Dak, too. I mean, I think, obviously... Well, there's two parties in yeah, a negotiation. there is. You know, obviously, the Cowboys, there's a failure on their part by not getting this thing done if if they're truly all in on him because everybody gets deals with their quarterbacks if they really want to, it seems like. But, hey, Dak said, I'll play on the tag. And a lot of guys would have held out. He didn't seem too keen on that that's not his personality no it's not and i think also he looked at it and said okay well i'll just go play really well this year i've never been hurt (laughs) and i'll play really well and once i get done the market's going to be even higher next season and i'm going to demand more money and well that might still work out for him but this injury certainly complicates things Uh, very much so But, but the plan probably was a good one but you you just don't account for a and not only did he not only is an injury it is a major yes. injury. I mean he didn't pull a hammy and have to miss two or three weeks. He I mean you know this is yeah. season ending and, and and it really does complicate the process. But you make a great point, uh, man. You want to talk about be hero? You want to you want to be a hero? Go get the go get the Dak deal done while he's while he's rehabbing. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're the Jones guys, but. Then again, is I mean, if you hand over the money, Stephen, and he is about eighty percent of what he once was, then what? You, you're yeah, you're, you're stuck. You're, you're in a world of hurt, and yep. you're suddenly stuck with a big contract. Finally, uh, Jerry was asked, "Does this injury affect if Dak's still a quarterback of the future for the Cowboys?" None. You mean that this particular injury? We've known for a long time uh, that you can have a great player at this spot but then not have him at periods of time during his career. We had it with Aikman. We had it with Romo. Uh, you don't always have them. And uh, so you've got to rely on other parts uh, of your team. That's why you've, uh, uh, we, 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 we do not, and we do not uh, if, go into a contract negotiation uh, with the idea that uh, uh, it stands alone. It has to be a part of the tools that you have, which is your salary cap, to put a team on the field and try to figure out the best way to win. And uh, really, that's the underlying issue here. Audio, by the way, courtesy of KRLDFM in, in Dallas. That's correct. Uh, so, yeah, he's, again, saying all the right things. It's just intriguing, Tom, for as much as these two sides – Say that they love each other and want to get married. They, uh, they there's, no done it. Yeah. <laughs> there's no ring. There's no ring. Three thirty-eight, twenty-two shy, four o'clock. This is the Matt Mosley program. The Matt Mosley Show, brought to you in part on this uh, on this gorgeous, and I do mean gorgeous, Tuesday afternoon by Central National Bank. On the way, we've got more uh, NFL talk as well as uh, a look at uh, more Major League Baseball, high school football conversations straight ahead. Uh, so we got a lot of things to do for you here on a Tuesday. 
Recently on Unnecessary Roughness. Now Demo got me putting some juices and berries in it, man. That thing growing better than ever. Juices and berries? Yeah, yeah. One day he, he was cutting my hair and he's like, man, what you put in your hair? And I was like, a sporting wave. He's like, man, you need that stuff right up there on the shelf. It's in this little purple bottle. I mean, it literally, it looks like it came out of like the Nile. It ain't got no name. It just got a symbol on it. It's kind of like Prince. <laughs> exactly. It is purple. Yes. <laughs> that's where it came it, from. That's where it came from. Straight out of Prince's bathroom. Unnecessary Roughness. Monday through Friday, noon to three on ESPN Central Texas. Let's talk about the good folks at Cooper Clinic. Dr. Tyler Cooper of Dallas's own Cooper Clinic says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. And, and, and you know, what great advice from Dr. Cooper. One thing everyone can, 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 uh, can control is what, uh, what we consume, what we put in our bodies. And most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins and minerals that we need. Supplements uh, help round out those diets. To help help round out your diet to ensure that your body gets what they need for for better health and you can you can check out the cooper clinic for all of that kind of stuff and we're talking about con, uh, a comprehensive multivitamin like basic one multivitamin advanced omega-3 for the heart and the brain uh, melatonin to help you sleep better boy i could use some of that right now this week cooper uh, complete nutritional supplements has what your body needs and you can uh, talk to the the fine folks at cooper clinic for all that information, Cooper Complete has a special offer for for the ESPN listeners. Check this out. And the Matt Mosley Show. It's not for Q's show. It's not for game time. It's just for the Matt Mosley listeners. You buy any two bottles of Cooper Complete vitamins or supplements, and you're going to get a bottle absolutely free. Hear me? Buy any two, and you're going to get one absolutely free. Just go to coopercomplete.com. And use the coupon code ESPN2020. That's coopercomplete.com and use the coupon code 2020. Live longer, live better with Cooper Complete Nutritional Supplements. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something then let the pros at mallory screen printing embroidery do the job for you they can customize your logo on t-shirts caps dress shirts golf shirts winter apparel and more stickers for any occasion banners and signs large or small see more at malloryprint.com or call 1-800-433-2220 for your next custom screen printing or embroidery check out their full catalog at malloryprint.com Some things never change, like the commitment to service and protection the Nitsche Group Insurance Agency has offered since 1949. Whether you're needing a new business policy to get your operations up and running, adding cyber liability for a remote workforce, or if you're needing to pause your current coverage, our team is here for the protection you need when you need it. Whatever your coverage needs, talk to the experts that care. Call the Nitsche Group to discuss your personal, commercial, and bonding insurance needs at 1-800-258-8302. Today's job market is full of demand for skilled trade workers. Electricians, welders, mechanics, these and other trades are the backbone of every community. They're also a huge part in making sure the Army National Guard is always fulfilling its mission of service to our country and communities. Soldiers train to keep the power flowing, engines running, and supplies moving. The skilled trades these soldiers perform are the same ones needed in today's civilian workforce. Army National Guard soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. With options from plumber to helicopter mechanic and everything in between, soldiers are able to select the trades that best fit their lives. 
Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession and serve your community and country by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Weinz with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Small Sandwich Shop. Baylor Athletic Director Mac Rhodes said there are 28 active cases of COVID-19 among its football players and 14 active cases among football staff members, which led to the decision of postponing its scheduled game against number seven, Oklahoma State. Tonight's game between Buffalo and Tennessee Titans will proceed as scheduled after all the Titans' coronavirus tests from Monday came back negative. Kickoff is at 6 o'clock. Saints come back and beat the Chargers 30-27 to on Monday Night Football. Atlanta takes game one of the NLCS over the Dodgers 5-1, and the Rays put the Astros in a two-to-nothing hole, taking Game Two four-to-two this afternoon. Game Two Braves and Dodgers 5:05 first pitch, and Game Three with the Rays and the Astros 7:40 first pitch. And you can catch that game over on Fox Sports Central Texas Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Now in front of 4 o'clock, this is the Matt Mosley Show. Tom Warfield, Stephen Simcox, glad you're with us. Tom, we had uh, Alan Hare on today. Yeah. And he said that uh, they listen to music during practice at Salado, but he gets to pick the music. So the boys are listening to 80s rock like every day. So he's uh, he's a hair band guy from the 80s? <laughs> <laughs> he is. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> he said he let them pick the music one time and... Uh, wasn't uh, wasn't clean enough, he thought, for, for high school football practice. Yeah, so he, he picks the music, but, you know, last time I checked, he's in charge, so he yep. gets to pick the music. <laughs> but he, he he allows them to listen to his music. That's great. <laughs> he lets them listen to Will Van Halen. You are fortunate enough to listen to my music that I, that I listened to in high school. <laughs> How awesome is that? So, and, and you know what? It, it, whatever the formula is, Stephen in, in Salado, yeah, he, it's he, working. He can do about whatever he wants in Salado right now. It's they, working. They got another big win over uh, over Conley, and, and well, that's a huge win. Huge win. Now you turn around and play John Spring this week. Yeah, good luck. <laughs> so right back at it. But yeah, he's doing great, and and that program is uh, about as good as they've been in a long time. You know, Salado when I was growing up was one of the, the better three schools in the area and then sort of had a dip and, and now they're right back where they were in the past. Yeah, I mean and, and again they're they're doing some really good things there and 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 everybody in that I mean, you know, that league has kind of separated themselves. There's no question we talk about we talk about uh, leagues, and, and that league certainly has separated themselves with China Spring, Conley, and Slato kind of battling it out for the uh, for those three spots, and then that fourth spot up for grabs between uh, Gatesville and Robinson, and, and and now Gerald's certainly very much in that conversation because Gerald got the the win over Robinson. So, yeah, and, and congrats to them, absolutely. Um, and as you said, they're certainly in the middle of it. A big game for Robinson and Gatesville this week, so. It's a fun time of year for everybody, but the lower classifications getting into uh, 
getting into some some real deal football now. Yeah, so I mean, you, you again, you have those three, that little triangle of teams uh, f- battling for that fourth and final spot, and you know, if, uh, Robinson going to McCamey Stadium on Friday night, they have to win. I mean, they're I mean, it ain't it's not even open for conversation or discussion. They have to win the football game to to stay in the conversation. Uh, and, and quite frankly. Uh, Gerald's kind of in the driver's seat with that win over Robinson already. So uh, interesting how how it all unfolds. And this is a, a program, Stephen, that uh, that struggled a year ago. And, and congratulations, you had you had a year that you 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 know that where you struggled. And for your uh, for for your reward, you're going to move up a classification from three A to four A. And, and they got off to the uh, another slow start at zero and six, and then they go to Robinson, and you're thinking, okay, well, Robinson should should get the win and. And lo and behold, G- Gerald gets that W, and they're now sitting in a position where, if they could find a way to to beat Gatesville, then they're going to be uh, they're going to be in the in the catbird seat for that fourth the, for that fourth spot. Yeah, even if you go in district play, you know, Ofer, you can find a way to to maneuver in, um, and that's that's what they're doing right now, and, and good for them. Um, I did want to point out a note, Tom. We've been talking a lot about scheduling in high school football the last few days. This is a little bit on the outskirts of our area, but Taylor is canceling their next two games um, with Canyon Lake and Burnett. I'm assuming that's probably due to COVID-19 issues. And the uh, 13-4A DEC will be meeting in the next 24 hours to finalize what the result of uh, those games will be. A lot of district executive committees have been calling those forfeits, but we'll see what they decide in Taylor's cases. They've had to cancel their next two games against Canyon Lake and Burnett. So Robert Little, the former head coach at Chilton and the former head coach at Riso, who's yeah. now uh, at Taylor. And, again, that's a program that uh, that's kind of scuffling right now as Robert tries to get that corner turned and they, they run into this. So, I mean, tough, tough it, on them. Tough for sure. And we'll see exactly how they handle it, if it's a, a forfeit with the max points or if they try to find a way to, uh, you know, maneuver around and get this thing done. Um Tom, what did you uh, what did you learn at, at Midway today? I know you didn't talk to Coach maybe as long as you typically would with being a bye week, but what are they kind of working on this this week before they get set for district play? Well, first and, for, and foremost, it's kind of what we talked about earlier. He was uh, very pleased with with the growth and the and the development of the football team. Obviously, you know they you know, when you go on the field on Friday night, you your uh, your expectation is to win the football game, and that didn't happen. They they lost the game and and uh, gave up a lead and, and lost the game. But he he liked the way that. You know that that the offense continues to develop. He likes the way that the defense uh, got better and was flying around. Uh, very very complimentary of his kicking game, uh, and, and so he likes where they're at. Again, this is going to be your your typical uh, your typical bye week, even though they've only played the two games. But this is going to be your typical bye week. They're going to have three workouts total this week, and then they're going to kind of catch their breath. And they're going to start working on on district play, uh, Mansfield coming up a, a week from uh, Thursday, and then they're going to go to work after they get back. But uh, again, it will be a short week, so you're going to do some of that this week. But uh, with the short week, uh, the you know playing Thursday night, uh, uh, they're they're going to get ready for for district play. But yeah, I mean overall, uh, and, and he he was he was pleased with the progress. Still, sees areas where they've got to get better. There's no question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell you right now, they're they're probably working on on pass protect. Uh, they got to be able to pick up the blitz a little bit better. Uh, we we know that Westlake blitzed them like crazy with success. Uh, they were much better 
against Grand Prairie, South Grand Prairie, but uh, they certainly uh, still need some uh, some work in that area. But all in all, he was uh, he was you know minus not getting the win. He was pleased with the work and in in the progress that the team is making. Well, in, in the blitz pickup and that situation is interesting. I mean, aside from the obvious, like you just have to block people. You have to get in there and, and find a way to get that done. But when they have more, when they're rushing more numbers than mm -hmm. you've got to protect, you also got to be able to, you got to have a hot route. You got to get the football out of the quarterback's hands. You got to get the ball out and make them pay for that. So that's going to be interesting to see how that plays out over the next few weeks and, um, and just where they're at from, uh, from here. What did you learn? And and we'll hear from uh, Don later in the show, but what did you learn from Don Hyde today when you talked to him about uh, some Vega football? Well, the, as he, he as he said, he's been preaching that it's one day at a time, and, and be thankful for that day. Be thankful if it's a day of practice. Be thankful if it's a if a, if it's a Friday night football game. You know, it's just ironic that it you know it's Mark, it's it's La Vega programs that are not having any issues themselves are certainly involved in these issues. I mean, look at the beginning of the year for, for the La Vega Pirates and how they try to get that first game finally scheduled and played. And then, uh, you know, the, then it's just, it's kind of happened to them two or three times already. And now you're going to uh, the executive committee ruled that the, the game with Brownwood is a forfeit, but uh, he got to thinking about it. And he said, you know what? We don't have enough games they don't have enough games, even though it's not going to count as a district game. Let's go ahead and play. Let's let our kids have an opportunity to compete. And so if everything works out okay on November the 6th, they're going to play a non-district game against a district opponent <laughs> that had to forfeit to them. Now, if you don't think that's not nuts in 2020, but that's just how 2020 is right now. I mean, he, they're going to play a non-district game <laughs> against a district opponent that has already forfeited to them. Have you ever had a scenario like that before no. where you saw a school play non Okay. No. I mean, you've seen – I mean, I remember when people started kind of doing this uh, several years ago, but you, you saw where, like, Baylor would play Texas A&M or Baylor would play Texas in baseball – midweek as a non-conference game mm -hmm. uh in fact one week uh, one year i think that the week that baylor and texas were playing their three-game series they also played on tuesday night in a in non in a non-conference deal but you know that was that's because people like to see that game and that's because the the, the proximity is only 90 miles you know so there was there was other reasons and and it's it helped both programs rpi and, and, you know, in baseball, the RPIs is really, really important. But not under these conditions. Not after a team is forfeited to you. Yeah, it, it's a bizarre situation for sure. I did want to point out, you can today go to SyntexSportsFan.com and join in on our Whataburger Pick'em Contest. Mm -hmm. So if you want a chance to win a $30 Whataburger gift card, some other prizes, we got 10 games. We'll cross our fingers and hope that we... We get to pick 10 games this week, and then they all count. They all get played. We haven't in a while. <laughs> we haven't in a little bit. Um, and, man, Tom, some good games as we kind of quickly look at that before we go to break. But one I wanted to ask you about, West, and you mentioned this. I think it might have been actually Garrett that mentioned this a week ago on Game Time and said, hey, West is kind of flying under the radar. Mm -hmm. Well, they're 5-1, and one, and uh, 
if they win this week, they won't be flying under the radar anymore because they're playing the Grandview Zebras, who's a very good football team. Uh, yeah, the, the Zebras are an outstanding program, and and uh, Coach Woodard's got West going well. I mean, so you got uh, two teams that have combined for 11 wins and just one loss. To me, this will be a lot of fun. And, and you're right. This is this is a measuring stick kind of game for the Trojans, and you know, to see where they are, where they you know where they stack up, and and, and look. If if Grandview wins the game, it you know the the season's not lost by any stretch of the imagination, but it will also kind of tell you where you are you know mm-hmm. among the elite because make no mistake about it Grandview is among the elite in three A. It's going to kind of tell you where you are uh, as far as uh, that elite status in in conference three A. It will for sure. Definitely a prove it game for uh, West McGregor and Lorena face off. I mean, f- figure that one out. Yeah, I dare you to figure that one out. It, it's going to be interesting. McGregor has been, you know, sort of up and down district play, but they are two and one. Uh, the Leopards coming off a of bye week. That's going to be a fascinating game. And, and McGregor, you mentioned it. They're an eyelash away from being three and zero. They are. Yeah, an eyelash away from being three and zero in 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 that, in that district and. Man, I dare you to figure that game out. I dare you to figure out that district. Who the, who are the top four teams in that district? Good luck. And another game that, that's going to tell us a lot in that uh, case. Another game where you know two teams that have been kind of erratic at times and are right down the road from each other. Yo and Troy, Cameron Yo and Troy. I know Troy got a big win over Yo last year. Um, that was one of the first times they've ever beaten. Might have been the first time the Trojans ever beat them. And they're going to face off with Yo this week, Tom. And again, that district is just an absolute meat grinder. Oh, and you know what? I'm sitting there thinking, okay, is anybody in that district in the top 10? Probably not because they're beating up on each other. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't want to play any of them, and I mean any of them. <laughs> on Fox Sports Central Texas, you're going to hear Temple and Coppers Cove. Temple's going to start district play. They'll see if they can clean up some of the mistakes they made last week, especially on special teams, um, letting Arlington Martin get out to a big lead and, and just not be able to close the gap. And then another small school game. You know, Crawford has quietly been really good so far this season. They had a huge win over Holland a few weeks ago, and they're playing a 6-1 Rio Vista team. That's also very you good. Want to, you want to talk about quiet? I mean, I, I looked down, and I saw that Rio Vista was 6-1. and one. I went, no way. <laughs> but Rio Vista sitting there 6-1, and one, and, and I don't think we've said two sentences said, about the Rio Vista. I said a word about them this year, and that's my fault. But, I, yeah, I – didn't realize that until Ward gave me the sheet today. I mean, you know, and and <laughs> you go to Meridian and just keep heading north, and you're going to run right into Rio Vista. And uh, I used to go there quite a bit just uh, to hang out. I mean, it's a uh, it's a cool place and good program, and should be a lot of fun between those two teams. So uh, there you go. A look at some of the high school football games coming up. It's uh, 3:56 here on ESPN Central Texas. We uh, switch gears. We talk college football. We do it with Campus Confidential next on ESPN Central Texas. Midway Panthers football presented by Bird Coach and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. It's an open date this week for the Panthers as they get ready for district competition. The Panthers will open up district play on Thursday, October the 22nd, when they take on Mansfield. Our coverage of Panthers football will begin at 6.30 with the pregame, the kickoff, and all the action at 7 o'clock. It's the Panthers in Mansfield, Thursday, October 22nd, on ESPN Central Texas. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. 
If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at CitizenStateBankTX.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. When shopping for a home mortgage, Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas is ready to bring you home. Offering conventional VA, FHA, and USDA loan products for purchase and refinance transactions. Our team is committed to providing a first-class experience and united by the Benchmark core values. Success, relationship, dynamic, excellence, and positive attitude. We provide certainty in uncertain times. Benchmark Mortgage, Waco, Central Texas. Locally owned and operated by Adam Goldenberg. NMLS number 746474. With 20 years experience, visit adamgoldenberg.benchmark.us. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, the team physicians for Baylor Athletics, specialize in the diagnosis and treatment of any and all sport-related injuries. Celebrating over a decade of service to Central Texas, they tackle all surgical and non-surgical problems that arise from an active lifestyle. Trust the doctors that Baylor trusts. And when injuries sideline you, don't wait for Monday. Join us at 8.30 a.m. on Saturday mornings for our post-game injury evaluation clinic. Southwest Sports Medicine and Orthopedics, we get you back in the game. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Incomas Bank wishes the Mart Panthers, head coach Kevin Hoffman, and all the Panther fans a successful football season. If you're tired of feeling blocked by your bank, you need Incomas Bank on your team. You'll be met by a handshake and a banker who will help you score that new car or boat or the dream house you've been wanting. Turn what you want or need into a reality. That's what they do best. Good credit, no credit, or something in between. Incommons Bank can help you get what you want. 714 East Texas Avenue in Mart. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. Triple S Sports is your one-stop shop for all baseball and softball gear. They have the latest bats, gloves, balls, and equipment from the names you know and trust. Rawlings, Louisville Slugger, DeMarini, Wilson, Easton, Mizuno, Under Armour, and New Balance. Play ball! Triple S Sports can also take care of your team uniform needs with their large selection of the latest sublimated apparel and custom caps. Ask about team, league, and school special discounts. Stop by their warehouse in Waco or visit them at triplesports.com. You're out! 
At CNC Collision Center, they handle any paint or body work job. In fact, they offer a lifetime warranty on any paint and body job they do. But that's not all they do. At CNC, they can take care of all auto repairs. If your AC is on the fritz, let one of the specialists take care of it so you can beat the Texas heat. Need new tires? CNC has what you need and can even install a Rhino bed liner in your pickup. So for all your automotive repair needs, go to CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville. KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Campus Confidential, our daily look at college football news. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox in for Matt. Uh, sunshine, 84 degrees, and time for our Campus Confidentials. We talk a little college feetball. Well, Tom, uh, in our first segment today, you talked about some issues that Florida was having mm-hmm. with COVID-19. And at the time we were talking about that, Florida had five positive cases. Correct. They now have 19 positive cases What row? after today's round of testing. So they have decided to halt football activities temporarily. They're not going to practice today. They have been in contact with Texas A&M. We have not heard anything from the Aggies as of yet, but that was their last opponent, obviously. So, it, and that's what I—that's what we brought up. I mean, you know, the conversation was, what about the game with LSU? Well, yeah, what about the game with LSU? But what about Texas A&M? I mean, that's, that's the opponent you just played, and – and now you've gone from five to nineteen, and who knows where it caps before, you know, before they get it under control. For sure, and you do have that game against LSU, which is in four days. You're not practicing today. Um, the SEC thresholds are very similar to the Big Twelve thresholds. Again, those are recommendations, not requirements. Yeah, you can if you have six offensive linemen, you can still try to play if you want to play. But we'll see if this game gets postponed. SEC already had to postpone Vandy, Mizzou this week because Vandy just. Tom, that's an odd program. Vandy seems to have never gotten over this. Like, we've seen some programs have an outbreak and then move on, and Vanderbilt's really seem to struggle with they'll get it, and then they'll seem to get it under control, and then it comes back. Um, but, and they've had several players opt out, yes, too. I mean, they, yeah, so they've got it. a mess going on over there. They do, and it seems like that university really didn't want to play. The SEC, of course, just said, hey, <laughs> we're playing, so so come with us. Um, Ross Bork, the AD at Texas A&M, actually just said in a statement, we've been in touch with officials at the University of Florida, and I've also reviewed the available data uh, from their contact tracing system. At this point, there's been no impact within our football program, but we continue our regular testing regimen this week and we'll stay diligent. So, uh, again, right now A&M says they don't have any issues, but we'll see as they go through the week if any cases pop up in in College Station. And, and man, let's hope that's the case. Uh, You know, you just hate to see a program get penalized just because they happen to be the opponent. Well, and I mean, I know these things change a lot, but if West Virginia, who just played Baylor, and A&M, who just played Florida, if they don't have big-time issues this week, I think that's a good sign for getting the rest of the season in. Because yeah. that's the problem that you can't really have is if one outbreak becomes about four or five, um, and that's the issue that you saw a little bit in baseball, even though they were able to to push through. And, of course, we do know in our backyard here in Waco, uh, Baylor is is also struggling at the moment. They've got 28 active cases on the football team and 14 staff members who have tested positive as well. So, Tom, I ask you, we know Oklahoma State's not going to get played this week. They're going to get played down the road. But 
Texas game has to be sort of up in the air, I would think, as well. I, I would think so. And I would think that you'd have to be uh, in communication on when and how you can play that game. And, and again, Stephen, I mean, I, I, can you possibly look at playing that game on a Sunday evening or, or even as late as Monday and still be able to get to your Saturday game and keep your team healthy? Because, again, we know the physicality of football. And, you, you know, I realize that there's some high school districts, even one right here, that's going to play every every five days. That's You're asking a bit much out of your student athletes, but is that a possibility or, or, or is six days okay? I mean, if, if, if you rolled it over to, to Sunday evening, would that help you? First of all, would that help you, you know, drop one day? Would one day help you uh, in, in, in getting your football team healthy enough to travel and go play? And secondly, would that allow you enough time to prep and, and, and play the following Saturday? I don't know. I'm just throwing out, you know, thoughts about how you could handle this without – without postponing the second game because I just don't see where you put that second game. I, I don't either, Tom. Uh, yeah, especially if it's, you know, if you have different teams that have to have postponements or different matchups, then you can say, okay, well, the 12th is just the week that we're going to dump all these games and we'll play the 19th. But if it's Baylor, you know, that has multiple games to make up, I don't know where you put it. I know they, they talked about maybe shuffling some bye weeks around, which is what the NFL did. Um, but, yeah, I, I would imagine Sunday, Monday – because honestly, if you can't play a week from Saturday, but you think you could play a week from Monday, then why not go ahead and try to get that game in instead of waiting down the road where there could possibly be another outbreak? It's going to be a challenge. And then also, I know everybody's going through this, but and it's a bye week technically now. The Zoom meetings and, and just the start and stop of this, it has to really take a toll on this Baylor There's team. no question. There's no question. You can zoom all you want to. There's nothing like getting together and, and doing what you need to do as far as meetings are concerned and as far as actual physical preparation to play and just the mental aspect of, of being around your teammate. Your, 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 your team is your family, man. Mm-hmm. And, and so they're, they're being divided and separated. And, you know, in, in just take football and athletics aside. Look at the conversations that you have seen uh, on news programs and uh, things of that nature that talk about yes there is there is certainly the uh, the the physical sickness of covid is is real and and it is very dangerous but so is the mental aspect of it i mean where you're where you're isolated at home and you have you know people who are single or or you know and they're there in their homes by themselves and then not only that but they're working at home, and, and they're just—they're not. There's no interaction with other with other people. That that's not a healthy sign. So, man, I'm just telling you, uh, you there's something to be said about getting together with with your teammates and, and with your coaches and and all that stuff. And that's part of the equation. That's part of the that's part of the health evaluation thing. I I think uh, is 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 the mental aspect of it oh it definitely is and i mean i couldn't imagine being a college student and being stuck in in a room for 14 days i know that it's part of the deal but i just that isolation has really taken a toll on you and as you said you can get all the mental reps you want with these zoom meetings and all these different scenarios that you can go through uh i know during the spring coach randa talked about how one of their big concerns going into the season was the guys understanding the system but in some ways that took care of itself because they had so much time uh in the spring and summer to talk about 
you know, all the different things that could come up and different reads and how to react to things um, that they got through their install and they still had a couple months before they were going to get back on the field. But it's different. You can talk about it all you want. It's different when you get on the grass That's it. and go through the reps. No, I was just about to say the same thing. Y- you can you can talk about it and you can draw it up and you can and you can visualize it, but until you actually do it, it's a different animal. So, uh, and, and they haven't had all of the practice time and all the reps that that you would want for a new program to have. But with that said, I guarantee you, with no practice, they'd go play Texas just to go play. Sure they would, and I guess we'll get sort of an idea, even though it's a a different situation, with Tennessee and Buffalo tonight. Because the Titans, even though apparently they wouldn't practice a little bit on their own when they weren't (laughs) supposed to. Oh, we were just hanging out. (laughs) And got some work in. uh, They haven't been on the field together as a team, really, at all, since they they had to take this extended break. So maybe we'll get a better idea of of the challenge and just what that's going to look like when these teams do eventually get on the grass. Um, let's look at the AP top 25 poll that was released on Monday. First of all, Tom, I'm sure you guys have covered this on game time, but how do you feel about these like pac 12 and big 10 teams being involved in the top 25 when they haven't played a football game? I don't think they belong there. I mean, if this was a preseason poll and it was all about projection, then okay. But this is not a preseason poll. We're, we're three, four games into the football season. They have no business being in the, in the top 25, in my opinion, and in uh, here, you know, Ohio State sits where number four or five or something like that. And uh, they sit at six. Six, okay. So they're the sixth best team in the country, <laughs> and they haven't they haven't strapped it on yet. And they're right ahead of Oklahoma State and Cincinnati, who are both three and zero. Yeah, I mean, can you? Does that have? It makes zero sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any None. sense to me either. Like I get it. Ohio State's going to be really good. Good chance they run through the Big Ten schedule, but I'd like to see all them. five of them. I, I'd like to, I'd like to see them on the field first. I yeah. mean, I'd like to see you know what it looks like when they actually play football because there are teams every single year that we think are going to be great that mm-hmm. don't end up being great. There's teams that we don't think are going to be great that end up being really good. Um, so and we call them Cinderellas. Yeah, it's it's not a, a fair measure, but okay, is what it is. Uh, we'll we'll run down the Big Twelve scenes in a moment, but one surprise here. And you got the usual suspects. I mean, Clemson's one, Bama's two, Georgia's three, Notre Dame sitting at four. I think that's a little fraudulent, but we'll see as their schedule. They're Notre Dame. But five, Mac Brown has North Carolina in the top five in year two. Yeah, he has them in the top five. Did you see the score on Saturday? I, I know they won big. I didn't see the final. Well, it, I mean, there was a lot of points scored in that football game on Saturday. Uh, I got to see if I can find that score. It was it was a crazy football game. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I'm just telling you. I, and again, I, the polls. I think the polls are the, the the college football polls are fun. But I, I mean, to look at. But is do, how serious, particularly this year? How serious do you take the AP poll? Uh, they took down Virginia Tech 56-45. Yeah, 56-45. I mean, I don't. And now now with the college football playoff, the AP poll is essentially useless. But I think it at least gives us some measure of, you know, what's going to happen. Uh, but I'm just really intrigued. You know, North Carolina has done – if you're a big recruiting ranking person, they've been really good putting together some some top classes since back went there. And I remember talking to uh, a good friend of yours, Quan Cosby, mm-hmm. when Mac took that job. And Quan was basically like, yeah, I was really surprised. I think he's ultimately maybe trying to set himself up to be an AD. I don't get the feeling he's going to be like, you know, into the grind of being a head coach again. 
but he's doing really well there right now. He's in the grind of recruiting, isn't he? Yeah, he, he is. He's and putting together good football teams. He, he's put together a good football team. They've bought in. They're playing well. Um, it, it's just intriguing to see North Carolina that high. But, yeah, good job, Mac Brown. And I'm sure it's uh, even worse for Texas fans to watch their team struggle while Mac Brown, even though I know it was time for them to move on, um, him having success at UNC at the moment. Uh, Big 12-wise, Oklahoma State comes in at number seven. Um, A&M number 11 thought they might shoot up a little bit more they're not in the Big 12 but just a note there a local note A&M's at 11 um, other Big 12 teams involved in the poll Iowa State at 20 and Kansas State jumps up at 22 even though they got the news that uh, Skylar Thompson will be out for the season so just like we thought Tom, winners of three in a row though winners of three in a row and just like we thought uh, Iowa State and Kansas State, two of the uh, of the three teams in the top twenty five poll, and Oklahoma State. I'll say this: you know they had a, a underwhelming win against Tulsa to start the season, but they sort of righted the ship here, and they've played Kansas and West Virginia, not the best competition in the world, but they've won those games, and uh, they're off to a nice start with, uh, with with Mike Gundy's crew. So where is Iowa State sitting? They're at twenty. They're at twenty. So let me ask you this: if if Texas was or Oklahoma was three and one would they be number 20 no they'd be higher than that yeah absolutely yeah and, and there's the fraudulency of uh of that poll i mean i just you know whatever uh <laughs> it just but this also helps determine on you know and again as as you know Stephen, just in ohio state being a prime example you don't play your way into the poll you play your way out of the poll mm-hmm. i mean it's somebody's opinion of how good you are and so they put you in the poll and then you play your way out of it i mean the only way you're gonna you're gonna fall out of that poll is to start losing football games if you keep winning football games you're either gonna stay where you're at or you're gonna move up the, uh, move up the food chain so it, it, and i said this the other day why can't we require a minimum of four games, four games before a poll comes out? Yeah, I mean it makes sense. It would make things other a than lot they more can't clear. sell stuff. Yeah, I mean, then you can't do preview magazines. That's Tom. exactly <laughs> right. That's exactly right. So. Uh, one more college football note, and it's a recruiting note. But uh, Demetrius Crownover, we were talking about Grandview earlier. Mm-hmm. Big defensive end, tight end at Grandview, six six, two hundred seventy five pounds. He committed to Texas A and M last night, so he's a four star prospect. Um, he had Baylor, Texas, Nebraska, uh, a- and A&M in his top five, and he ended up um, going to A&M. So congrats to him. The Grandview product is going to be there. He says his brother goes to school there. Um, his sister's also going to start school there soon, so he's got some family there, and he's going to get a chance to uh, to make some things happen in College Station. So good for a, for a small school kid getting a big-time chance. Um, Crownover was a big time prospect. Got offered by a lot of different schools. Does does A and M beating Florida does that influence that young man's decision at all? Uh, it can't hurt. I mean, I don't know. It probably sounds like he already had his mind yeah, made up it, with it his family. Helps but solidify it. I mean, that's a statement win. That's definitely something that he can say. Hey, I'm seeing this place go in the right direction. Yep. So yeah, I, I think it might have helped. There you go. It's uh, 416, 16 minutes after 4 o'clock. That is Campus Confidential here on a uh, on a Tuesday afternoon. We'll do it again tomorrow afternoon at 4 o'clock on the Matt Mosley program. Tom Barfield in for Matt Mosley along with Stephen Simcox. Glad you're with us. We will uh, come back with more of the program in just a moment. Nobody has a better selection of light and heavy-duty Ram pickup trucks than Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. 
This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight. Not quite as cool as it was this morning as lows dropped to 53 degrees. Mostly sunny skies tomorrow. It's going to be a warmer day and actually temperatures will be above average. We'll see a high around 90. And on Thursday, partly cloudy skies. There is a cold front on the way and we're going to notice those winds really kick up. High temperatures topping out around 82. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. At Marineland Boating Center, we believe in families, fishing, and everyone who enjoys being on the water. That's why Marineland is home to Alumacraft, boats designed and built by generations of fishing enthusiasts for fishing enthusiasts. For over 70 years, Alumacraft has been providing durability and innovation. Whether it's time for water sports or the perfect catch, we've got an Alumacraft model to fit your style and budget. Marineland Boating Center, I-35 at Loop 340 South, or visit MarinelandWacoYamaha.com. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. The right call can make all the difference on and off the field. Hi, I'm Mark Stewart with Berg Colgen Ford. When it's time for a new car, truck, or SUV, Berg Colgen Ford is the right call. Come check out our award-winning lineup of best-selling models in their class. The number one Mustang, Explorer, Expedition, F-150, and Super Duty. Burkholgen Ford proudly supports all Central Texas student-athletes. Make the right call for your next vehicle at Burkholgen Ford. Burkholgen Ford, trusted since 1936. It's the high school football pick'em contest on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Whataburger. Each week, go to CentexSportsFan.com to vote for 10 selected games throughout the Central Texas area, with the winner receiving a Whataburger gift certificate. Introducing the new limited-time spicy chicken sandwich at Whataburger. With the flair of spicy, crispy chicken topped with fresh, cool veggies and pickles, this flavor speaks for itself. So stop by your hometown Whataburger and try it today. It's the high school football pick'em contest, brought to you by Whataburger on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Vega head coach Don Hyde joined Game Time this morning to discuss the decision to play Brownwood on November 6th despite the mandated forfeit by the Lions due to the rules in place by the DEC. Based upon our district executive committee's decision, 
regarding COVID and, and the policy we put in place prior to the district season starting. Our game at Brownwood resulted in a forfeit, and uh, that was left Coach Burnett at Brownwood with eight games and, and me with eight games. So I contacted Coach Burnett after I talked to the UIL and, and asked him if he would still want to play on, on 11-6 or any changes in our district that would result in COVID virus. And, and he said, sure, he'd like to play. So that'll give us a chance to have senior night and give us both another game. The Pirates are still looking for an opponent to play this week. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. All right, 421. I'm telling you right now, it's it's a done deal. Garrett better look out. Uh, musical director for ESPN Central Texas. Well, I'm glad that if the sports thing never works out or just doesn't end up working out, I can hawk myself as a, a DJ and I can just have your recommendation. Dr. Mix-a-Lot right here, Stephen Simcock. So <laughs> it's 21 after 4 o'clock uh, and uh, a, a Tuesday, 84 degrees, I think. It's just, man, just a spectacular day. Glad you're with us as we uh, roll through this Tuesday uh, talking well, we've touched base on high school football. We've touched base on Major League Baseball playoffs. We've uh, we've conversated about uh, the NFL and also uh, and also college football. and And you wanted to get into the uh, the transfer rule that uh, there's some legislation that's uh, before the NCAA. Yeah, Tom. So I heard you guys this morning talking a little bit about name, image, and likeness and making money and. It looks like we might be headed down that path as well as college athletes kind of get more autonomy and say and, and you know, how they can monetize who they are and, and what they do. Um, but one thing coming down the, the line, apparently, the NCAA Council is going to introduce legislation that would allow a one-time transfer without penalty. So right now, if you're a graduate, you can transfer and you can be eligible immediately. You also have these waivers and Tom, it feels like with these NCAA waivers, the way they decide that is they just, you know, kind of spin a coin and wherever it lands, they say you're eligible or not. Uh, but this would allow at least the first time you transfer, you could go anywhere and be eligible immediately. Um, and this sort of coincides with they're also giving people <laughs> extra eligibility now. So everyone gets another year. What do you think? I'll tell you what I think. I'm not a big fan of just an open one-time transfer. Okay. I mean, why are we transferring? Tell me why. Tell me why. What what some of the circumstances would be? I would tell you this, and again, I know that the that the theoretically you sign with a school. I, I get that, but that's not the reality in a lot of cases. Uh, you know, what's the first thing they say about a coach? Ah, oh, he's a great what? He's a great recruiter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so a lot of times, I think these student athletes are signing with the coach and signing with the coaching staff and want to be a part of that particular program because that coach and that coaching staff is there. If that coach and or that coaching staff leave, then I get, you know, maybe releasing that, that student athlete from their commitment. And remember, unless, unless the rules have changed dramatically, your the student athlete's commitment is has been a four year commitment to to that school where the school's commitment to the student athlete is one year. 
one year. They can, the, the, the school right now has the ability to, and they don't do it a lot, but they do have the ability to go, this didn't pan out. We're gonna we're mm-hmm. gonna we're gonna cut your scholarship. But if you sign that scholarship, you're you're committed there right now, uh, long for the for the for the full ride. But again, I'll go back and say unless there's some circumstances that you know that that warrant you leaving, I, I don't like the, this. The, you know, they're just saying basically, hey, you signed on to be the quarterback, you got beat out, and he wants to leave. Is that what I'm seeing here in in this one-time transfer rule? Well, yeah. I mean, that's it, it would basically in some ways create free agency in college football. I mean, you're looking at a scenario where you didn't play, you woke up, you felt bad, whatever it might be, you leave. And I get what you're saying. Um, now, of course, the response that everyone immediately says is, well, coaches can leave anytime they want and i and, just said yeah if and the coach true. leaves then 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 we got a different set of circumstances and maybe they'll have an exception but this is just in general transferring i feel like this is just kind of the last step and where we're already at i mean I, I talked about the waivers and how you know it's sort of like flipping a coin how they decide that with with eligibility we've seen it the quarterback market's basically already become that i mean what what stops what stops a program from recruiting a player that's signed sealed and delivered to go someplace else you got the one-time transfer rule why should i keep why, why should i stop recruiting steven well you're not going to but i'm just i'm not even sure how much that that doesn't happen right now you know what i mean like these these people are still in, in such constant contact with one another um it, it's it's an interesting scenario but yeah i get what you're saying i mean we see it and hey we see it now in recruiting i know and i'm not knocking the guy but devin lemire he was a kid that committed on the Matt Rule staff to Baylor. Um, and then, of course, Matt Rule went to the Panthers, and Dave Miranda came in. And I don't know if it was he didn't really feel the Dave Miranda staff or whatever it was. He decided, you know what, I want out of this letter of intent. I'm going to go down the road and, and play in Austin, and he signed with Texas. Um, you know, Zach Evans was signed to Georgia, and a couple weeks later decided, you know what, I don't really want to be here, and he ends up at TCU. Here was my first issue with her the first thing that came to my mind i felt like uh this is really gonna hurt the smaller schools right because you see kids that are under recruited Mm -hmm. too small whatever it is and they end up at um utap or appalachian state appalachian state or you know Mm -hmm. boise state plug in school here and they're playing well at a group of five conference so now does this mean and this is what it means. It's not necessarily going to happen, but it could happen. Somebody ends up at Texas State. You know, good wide receiver ends up at Texas State, has a great season in San Marcos, and then decides, you know what? I'm going to go to Austin now because Texas saw me on film and, and they like me. Um, so they just treated the first school as a uh, as a stepping stone. Yeah, essentially. yeah, that's a, that's a AAA program, mm-hmm. and, and yeah. So the, the flip side of that is though, it, it's interesting what SMU has done, Tom, because they. <laughs> they've basically built that thing back up with power five washouts. And I mean, I don't want to call Shane Bouchelle a washout. He's a good kid, but he lost the job at Texas and he ended up at SMU. Um, and, and there's a number of those guys in, in Dallas right now on the Hilltop that didn't play super well um, where they were or injury happened, didn't like the coaching staff, whatever it might be. And then they end up at, at their next school um, and, they, you know, they get a chance to play in a group of five situation. It's better. Uh, one of our texters said, 
why does a transfer have to be justified? The coaches don't have to justify changing jobs. Tom did mention he'd be okay with it if a coach left. Um, and he thinks the whole system is rigged against the students. They have to commit to four years, and schools only have to commit to one year. Yeah, I mean, there's a pow- there's a power imbalance there. I just I, th- I think there's always going to be a power imbalance for the students in some degree. Um, but as you said, Tom, you do see scenarios where a kid gets on campus and plays for a year or two, and then the school says, you know what, we, we're going to pull that scholarship for whatever reason. And, and it can happen. I mean, and it does happen. Make no mistake about it. It does happen. Now, I know it, there were some programs – if that if that staff is going to pull that scholarship, they help that young man go find a place to play, and you've seen that a million a million times. But not always. I mean, not always. And again, Stephen, if if the staff leaves and, and takes what they consider to be, you know, the head coach leaves and they can and it, for for what he you know is for greener pastures, if you will, then I think that's a that's a different scenario when you're talking about that one-time transfer rule. But I just don't think you just open it up and go, "All right, if this is not you know if, if this is not where you want to play, just pick a school and go." Uh, you know that wants you. <laughs> I mean, there's still got to be the the you know to transfer. There's still got to be that other school that wants you. But the issue I really truly have is: Will there be continuing recruiting? Of, of an athlete once that athlete is on that campus because they still have that one-time transfer in their hip pocket. I'm also curious about how this is going to work with this extra eligibility, Tom, because you know, and and we'll use baseball as an example. I mean, you know how baseball roster limits work, especially mm-hmm. at a private school like Baylor. It, it's not a team. It's not a program with, you know, 25 scholarships. You no, get, first of all, it's 11.7. It's 11.7. In yeah. baseball. And then you don't ever, ever see a guy on a full ride. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, there's partials. Now, you have to give them a certain percentage nowadays, which certainly uh, hurts private schools when, when you have to do that. But, yeah, I mean, you're seeing partials, uh, partial scholarships of that 11.7. And they're going to raise l- roster limits and that kind of thing, but I still think there's just going to be such a – uh, a log jam for, for these kids coming in, especially freshmen and, and football is going to be the same way. I mean, I, I don't know how it's all going to work. You know, I, I think a lot of times we see guys jump to the NFL, maybe a little earlier than they should, or we think they could. Um, but if you have five years, if you have six years, I mean, they're, they're fifth year seniors right now that could potentially come back for another season. And I think this is going to play in that transfer rule as well is, well, if I'm not getting playing time, I'll just bounce to the next place. Yeah, I mean because you you don't where there's there's not going to be much loyalty. Uh, it's it's about finding playing time, particularly like you said, if if you're a fifth year senior and you're granted that one that that last year, you're just looking to get on the football field, mm-hmm. and and so there, there's zero loyalty there. Then I mean, who knows how this is all going to work? I just at the end of the day, I think it's a bad it's a bad plan. We got a two five four number that texted in. Kids play for coaches, not just universities. And yes, yeah, I agree I mean, with that. Kids latch on to coaching staffs. That's who they develop relationships with. It's the guy that came in and sat in their living room and talked to them and mom and dad. That's right. that's the beginning of the relationship. And I mean, there's there's other factors, and you do have kids that look at maybe the whole thing and say, "Oh, well, this school has a really good, you know, major for what I want to do." But a lot of players don't even know that. You know, when they're eighteen, they don't even know what they want to do. They probably all want to go to the NFL, so they're latching on to 
the coaching staff and the people that they're developing relationships absolutely with. i mean and that's you know you could talk about the school all you want to but in 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 maybe with a a regular student that's what it was i know that you know when uh when when you went to school i mean you 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 visited places and and you found where you belonged and mm-hmm. and my daughter did the exact same thing we took several recruiting trips and we found uh, and she found where she belonged and in but in 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 athletics it starts with that guy walking through that front door on that recruiting trip to to visit with mom and dad and and start the the sales pitch if you will mm-hmm. of why he or she should come to that particular to that particular institution there will be the requirement that uh for for fall sports and and for football specifically they have to notify their intent to transfer by may 1st if they're going to keep the eligibility so this is not you know you couldn't transfer week three (laughs) and and play week eight for so and so uh but it's gonna be interesting to see i saw actually and i meant to get to it in college football notes and i forgot but joshua youngblood who's a sophomore at Kansas State, return specialist for them. He was an All-American last year as a kick returner. Um, he's in the transfer portal. Now, he can come out of it if he wants. He can come back to Kansas State. It doesn't mean he's gone. But we're seeing this more and more time of guys, you know, for whatever reason, they just decide they, they want to move on. And, and you know, and, and the rules have changed dramatically, Stephen, as you know. It used to be if you went on that football field, you just burned your eligibility. That's not the case mm-hmm. anymore. I mean, you can remain – you can – maintain your eligibility if you take i forget how is it is it number of games or is it four it's yeah. four games of course this year it doesn't really matter right. because but i'm talking about every, a normal yeah game. normal year it's four games now so i mean th- how they handle things has changed pretty dramatically yeah that uh i mean i remember golly who was it? i guess it was nick florence had to come in for rg3 mm-hmm. in that tech game he ended up burning his red shirt um charlie brewer's freshman year he came in and played some and I think it was a Duke game or Oklahoma State game, and people were like, why is he playing? They just burned his red shirt. Well, Charlie ended up playing most of his freshman year, so it really didn't matter that they burned his red shirt in that moment. But that used to be a, a huge deal is you didn't want to do that, and now you got the four games to play with, so you see guys get more and more playing time. Well, I'll be interested to see how this goes. I mean, I, I certainly think we were moving this way. What, what is your, What does your gut tell you? I mean, what what I mean? Are you pro or are you are you against the one time transfer? Uh, I'm pro. I, I think it. I, I see the the pitfalls in it, but I feel like the benefit for the kids outweighs it. Um, and you know, we're we're heading there already, Tom. I just think student athletes have more and more independence and in kind of who they want to be and how they want to handle this whole deal. I mean, I especially feel like if and when and i think it will be eventually name image and likeness comes into play and students are able to profit off of themselves more um then you're definitely going to see an uptick in this because kids are going to want to go where they get a chance to play um and, and we already see guys hurry up and finish school so they can graduate so they can be immediately eligible so i guess this is just one more way to uh to get there faster um I, i'm in favor of it but i do understand what you're saying you know, you, you see guys transfer all the time for various reasons, and it can be tough to tell how much of it is uh, is legitimate. But I just think you should be able to change the school for basically whatever reason you want. Uh, coming up next, we'll hear from Don Hyde from La Vega. We'll talk some more high school football on the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on the Matt Mosley Show. It was like when we were first out of school, first out of Baylor, and he was trying to sell him a car. And uh, the guy said, yeah, I go to Baylor and, and – uh, and so my buddy from my hometown says, well, one of my best friends went to Baylor, Matt Mosley. 
He said the guy's the guy's face just dropped. The guy responds, "Yeah, he dated my cousin for a long time." <laughs> Didn't end well. This classic Matt Mosley Show moment is brought to you by our friends at Central National Bank. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show Monday through Friday from 3 to 6. With so many companies and policies out there, it gets so confusing shopping for insurance, and I never know if I'm getting the policy that's right for me. Luckily, I met the team at the Niche Group Insurance Agency. With the Niche Group, you can go to one company and get access to coverage options from many insurance carriers, and you get to speak to a real person about your specific coverage needs. With the Niche Group, I know I'm getting the right coverage at the right price. If you need insurance, talk to the experts at the Niche Group at 1-800-258-8302. Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. Talk about Central National Bank on this Tuesday afternoon. The fine folks at Central National Bank, local, local bank. And, and that's, the, that's the whole key. You know, you wouldn't call an 800 number to reach your, your family physician or your, your accountant or even your, your neighborhood mechanic. So why on earth would you use a toll-free 800 number to, to reach your bank? You wouldn't. And, and you know, if, if you don't know your bank and your banker, then your bank doesn't know you, and that's that's not a, a winning combination. At Central National Bank, they believe they believe in a process. Uh, they believe in people. They believe in listening over telling. They believe in helping their customers over helping themselves. They believe in that relationship, that customer relationship. They believe in a quality experience, and they believe experience is the difference. Uh, bank different. Bank Central. Central National Bank is your leading independent bank. They're located at 8320 West Highway 84 and also at 5400 Bosque Boulevard in Waco. Also at 938 Canyon Creek Drive down in Temple and on 6th Street in Austin at 835 West 6. And you can always bank with Central National Bank online at cnbwaco.com. Central National Bank, member FDIC. Since 1975, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop has been serving their one-of-a-kind sandwiches, soups, and salads to hungry Central Texans. They start early in the morning baking their homemade artisan bread. The sandwiches are oven-toasted, giving the bread a crunchy crust covering and a soft and dry, airy center. Ask for everyone's favorite, the Schmaltz, a combination of three cheeses, three meats, and all the fixings. They welcome phone-in orders for customers on the go. Only in Waco, Schmaltz's Sandwich Shop, 1412 North Valley Mills Drive and 105 South 5th Street. Hey, it's Matt Mosley. Matt Mosley Show, Stephen Simcox. Dr. Tyler Cooper, Dallas' own Cooper Clinic, says your health is your responsibility. Control what you can control to live a better life. One thing everyone can control is what we put in our bodies. Most of us don't get the proper amounts of vitamins, minerals we need from food alone. Supplements help round out our diet to ensure our bodies get what they need for better health. Whether it's comprehensive multivitamin, like Basic One Multivitamin, Advanced Omega-3 for heart and brain health, or melatonin to help you sleep better, Cooper Complete Nutrition 
nutritional supplements has what your body needs. Cooper Complete has a special offer just for listeners to the Matt Mosley Show. Buy any two bottles of Cooper Complete vitamins or supplements and get one bottle free. Just use coopercomplete.com, the coupon code ESPN2020. That's three bottles of Cooper Complete vitamins and supplements for the price of two when you use the coupon code ESPN2020 at coopercomplete.com. Live longer, live better with Cooper Complete nutritional supplements. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Brought to you by McAdams and Sons Roofing. Check them out online at McAdamsRoofing.com. Vega head coach Don Hyde joined Game Time this morning to discuss the decision to play Brownwood on November 6th despite the mandated forfeit by the Lions due to the rules in place by the DEC. Based upon our district executive committee's decision regarding COVID and the policy we put in place prior to the district season starting, our game with Brownwood resulted in a forfeit, and uh, that would have left Coach Burnett at Brownwood with eight games and, and me with eight games. So I contacted Coach Burnett after I talked to the UIL and asked him if he would still want to play on, on 11-6 or any changes in our district that would result in COVID virus. And, and he said, sure, he'd like to play. So that'll give us a chance to have senior night and give us both another game. The Pirates are still looking for an opponent to play this week. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Four forty one. Nineteen away from five. This is the Matt Mosley Radio Show. Tom and Stephen in for Matt on this uh, on this Tuesday afternoon. And earlier today on Game Time, uh, Stephen, I had a chance to, to catch up with Don Hyde. We were we were just talking about all the different things and in, in that we're going that's taking place with with the coronavirus and COVID nineteen, and in particular his program. Yeah, always good to talk to Coach Hyde. Real no nonsense, pretty straightforward guy. Here's Coach Hyde talking about uh, everything going on in his district and how they're kind of adjusting the schedule to try to make sure his guys can compete as much as possible. We're joined now by LaVega head coach Don Hyde. Uh, Don, uh, good morning. Thanks for being on the program. We appreciate it. Thanks for having me, guys. Hey, let, let's talk a little bit about your situation. And and before we talk about the Brownwood game in specifically, but you and I were talking this morning. Uh, it, it has been – it's just been very difficult – uh, and it seems like your program has been involved several times, and there's just nothing you can do about it. Well, I mean, we were we were uh, hit with this before the season even started. You know, we were on and off, and then back on, and then we lost we lost basically our entire pre district schedule because of the uh, COVID virus, and then we was able to pick up some games along the way and still miss one, and then then you know recently we've had. The issue with Brownwood that results in us losing another game. So I mean, right now I've got eight games scheduled on, for the season, which normally we play ten, and, and uh, it's just an ongoing struggle to find out what you're going to be doing and, and who you're going to be doing it with. And it's a it's a season full of adjustments, and you just got to make the best of it. Now, now the Brownwood situation, it, we're we're seeing a report that you you're going to play Brownwood, but now you're going to play them at the end of the season, but it will it will be a non district game. Yeah, based upon our based upon our district executive committee's decision regarding COVID and, and the policy we put in place prior to district season starting, uh, Brownwood our game with Brownwood resulted in a forfeit, and uh, you know 
that was left Coach Burnett at Brownwood with eight games and, and me with eight games. You know, we haven't been blessed with very many home games this season, and so our game versus Brownwood that was supposed to be played uh, th uh, this week would have been senior night, and so I contacted Coach Burnett after I talked to the UIL and, and asked him if he would still want to play on 11-6, on barring any changes in our district that would result in, of, of COVID virus. And, and he said, sure, he'd like to play. And so we're going to play on uh, November the 6th. All things all things continue to go as, well, as planned, and uh, that'll give us a chance to have senior night and give us both another game. Every, every district is different. What what are your guidelines? What what guidelines did you guys put in place to to so you can qualify your teams for for a postseason play? Well, I think one of the things we we struggled with in in trying to set up some type of policy was where do you draw the line as far as you know uh, how COVID affect your affected your team and whether or not the game would be consider a no contest or reschedule and all that and basically our, our we came up with the we came up with the uh the criteria that if your school closed down then games would be able to be made up if your school is not closed down and you, you didn't have enough to play then you'd have to forfeit and I, you know i think that you know the, 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 that's kind of stringent but at the same time it kind of takes it kind of takes coaching decisions out of it you know as far as you know i mean you didn't want to end up with a, with a coach having to make a decision. His starting quarterback and two starting running backs and the starting corner was out of the game, and, and he's canceling because you know his stars are out of the game instead of instead of not having enough kids to play. And so I mean, it's just a very fickle situation. It's a situation that's hard on everybody. You know, everybody agreed to that situation or that that criteria, and, and uh, in hopes that it wouldn't affect anything. And uh, it's just a shame that later on it did affect somebody. As far as this week goes, Coach, were y'all able to find a makeup game or are y'all just going to use it as a buy? Uh, we're still looking. You know, uh, here at La Vegas, they don't have people knocking down the door to play. <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, uh, we're open. You know, we can't play the, we can't play the, uh, you know, the Denton guys and people like that. I mean, we don't, we, we don't, we don't have the kids to play those guys. You know, they show up for 65, 70 kids on the sideline and, and uh, we don't have that many that can, that can compete at that level. But uh, we're certainly open to other, other teams that might want to come in here and play us. And uh, uh, we've contacted a bunch of schools and haven't haven't had any uh, any people willing to come do it as of yet. And uh, we're going to keep it open until Wednesday. You know, uh, we think we'd have enough time if we schedule something by Wednesday to, to break down film and make some make some formation adjustments and, and be able to block them and be able to get off blocks and so forth with alignment defensively. And so, but if we can't find anything by Wednesday, we'll just we'll just uh, keep practicing, trying to get better at what we do. Coach, I know you guys were a little banged up when you came up here to play Argyle. How, how, how has your team responded, and are, are, are you more healthy than you were going into that game? Uh, um, yes, yeah, certainly we're more healthy. But uh, but the, the flip side of that is we've got some kids that, that play quarterback more than you know uh, twenty five snaps, and so um, anytime you get kids in, with a little more experience experience in the position they're playing, you're going to be better. And, and we've had to make some adjustments along the way and, and put some kids in some different spots and find some ways to get the ball to certain kids. And so, you know, we're finally we're finally making those adjustments. And, and, and surely we wanted to play this week because we feel like we're just now getting rolling and we didn't want to take a week off. But but uh, we'll spend this week figuring out different ways to, to do, th do certain things we do well. It's disappointing as it is for, for everybody involved, certainly disappointing for the kids. How have they responded to – not just this week, but just 2020 in general. How have your kids uh, uh, responded to this? Well, I think from a coach's standpoint, you got you got to talk to your kids every day about taking one day at a time because you don't know what tomorrow holds. And so, you know, every day you get to get out on that practice field and 
and uh, practice football and, and be a part of the sport you, you love and, and, uh, and enjoy doing is a blessing. So we just take every day as a blessing and, uh, and make adjustments as they come. All right, Don. Hey, we appreciate it. Thanks so much for coming on and giving us, an, uh, giving us some, some clarification. We, we hope you find a football game to play Friday night and wish you the best as uh, you continue with uh, this 2020 season. All right, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, we'll see you. Donnie Hyde, the uh... – Well, big head coach Don Hyde talking some schedule and – yeah, he's right, Tom. Not a lot of people banging down the door to play Little Vegas. <laughs> you know, I got tickled when he said that because, uh, I mean, I think Coach Hoffman over at Mark can say the exact same thing. They're, they're not exactly lining up to, to schedule you when you're trying to find games to fill into a schedule because you had cancellations because of uh, the uh, the pandemic. So, uh, tough situation for the La Vega Pirates. And, again, uh, Stephen, as we pointed out this morning, it's it's not just the football team. It's not just the coaching staff. It's the band. It's the cheerleaders. They put in their work, and they deserve the opportunity to, to perform and do and, and, and participate. And, and it affects – man, it affects a lot of students, and it affects a lot of people when these games get postponed. Now, I understand, and, and we've – Said it a million times. I get why they have to do it. I understand that you know that the health and the well-being of, of the of the students is is paramount. But man, it sure is difficult too. Also on on these teams when they don't get to play uh, and, and and get rewarded for the hard work. You make a good point. I mean, a school, especially the size of La Vega and smaller, pretty much everyone in the student body is going to be involved in a Friday night football game somewhere or the other. Uh, and it, when it gets postponed, it affects those students as well. And, yeah, I mean, Coach Hyde, just, he's trying to give his guys a chance to play. You practice all week. You want to try to play 10 games. So they're going to play Brownwood in this district, non-district game that is unprecedented, but so is just about everything else um, that we've seen over the last six months or so. So you, you try to make it work, and you do the best we can, and, and that's what La Vegas is trying to do with, with their kids. And, and people are creatures of habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and, and so you, you practice three or four days, you go play on Friday night, you look to film on Saturday morning, take Sunday off, and then you start all over again on Monday. There's a rhythm. There's a cycle to how this works. And, boy, in some places, uh, it's just not happening. I mean, th- think about think about Baylor. I mean, in their situation, it is just not happening. And uh, and, and you wonder why. I mean, you you wonder why right. why here and, and why so much w- with this program. Well, and speaking of Baylor, uh, if you've been wondering in the past couple of weeks, where's Matt Mosley? Well, he had the a, Caribbean. <laughs> he wishes he, he might go down there later. He had a cycling accident. Um, it's pretty serious, but Matt is recovering. He is home. He's out of the hospital. And we're wishing him the best. We hope that he's going to be able to get back on the air soon. In the meantime, Tom has been kind enough to, to do the show with me filling in. And Matt's actually going to join us tomorrow for a segment at 320. So if you want to hear his voice again, which I know a lot of you do, you know, set a timer for 320 tomorrow. We're also probably going to run that back at 520 to make sure people can hear it. And he'll sort of share exactly what happened, um, why he's been gone, how he's feeling, and, and we'll get a little bit of an update from him. But one thing that he's been trying to do over the last few days is send us sort of one opinion, one Mosley take a day. It's a big take that he has. Um, in today's Tom, he, he sort of he says Baylor has to reconsider what they're doing. And, and you talked about the struggles they're having. He says Baylor has to try to do something different. If they're going to have a shot at playing nine games this season, they're going to start testing daily. Right now they're doing the Big 12 recommended three times a week. Um, he says they're going to have to switch up who's living together. 
people have already tested positive and need to hang out together. So the O-line, for instance, already had an outbreak. So those are players that should be fine hanging out together. The players who haven't tested positive should only be around players who haven't tested positive as much as possible. It's time for them to rethink everything. Um, he also brought up what happens if Oklahoma State you know, runs into a scenario where they've already clinched a conference title and they don't need that game on December 12th. What do you do then? And he said, to be frank, Baylor's really struggling right now in this in this area of, of mitigating these cases and handling COVID and getting these games in. So they're going to have to find a different approach, Tom, if they're going to find a way to, to get this full schedule of games in. The thoughts of Matt Mosley. <laughs> and and he, he's got some very valid points. And uh, in, in <laughs> And again, you, you got to kind of rethink how how things are or how things are going. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't keep doing the same thing and expect a different result. So, no, you can't. Uh, I mean, this one's tough because, and at least you know, this is all the information we have. Macrodes says this they think was basically a false negative test. Right. I mean, they, they somebody who got on the plane yeah. with a false negative. Yeah, they thought everything was clear, and evidently somebody got on the plane with a false negative, and of course that threw everything into chaos because you're in a cramped plane you're in a cramped locker room and the spread happened but yeah you do have to look at this and say hey we've already had to postpone two games now you know we got to make a list of who's tested positive who can sort of be together and i know with practice that might be somewhat impossible but you're gonna have to see if you can make this bubble you you already are trying to make a bubble but can you make that bubble even smaller so that you can get these games played uh, because you only have so many weeks to to figure it out. Well, think about this: the, their radio crew, for example, their radio crew doesn't travel with them. John mm-hmm. Morris and his crew they do they travel separately. They're not in that bubble. Uh, and, and again, when you go over to the uh, the athletic office, I, I'm telling you, Stephen, there's there's all kinds of uh, things you have to go through just just basically to get to to the to the gatekeeper. I mean, it's it's. It, it's in, in some ways it's very perplexing on how how this has gotten to this point, but because they do a lot of things to uh, to make sure that uh, their student athletes are safe. Yeah, I mean they're following the protocols as best they can. Uh, you know we saw it with we've seen it with Florida right now. They have mm-hmm. they had five players test positive yesterday. Now it's up to nineteen, and I know it, it's not great timing because Dan Mullen was just talking about having ninety thousand people in the swamp <laughs> two days does. ago. So you know kind of has Meg on his face in that regard. Um, but they've had an outbreak and A&M who just played them is going to have to monitor really closely if any issues are going to arise with their program because they just had close contact with Florida. So it affects everybody. It bounces around and um, Baylor tried to, to get a handle on this. They didn't do it. They weren't able to do it. The false negative tests, I understand that's not really your fault, but now you have to sort of contain this and hope that you can get back on track. All right, uh, four fifty-five. Five minutes uh, in front of five o'clock. Uh, we're going to uh, we're going to talk some baseball. We'll talk about the Astros and we'll talk about the Dodgers and the AL and the NL Championship Series. We'll do that next here on ESPN Central Texas. Midway Panthers football presented by Bird Coach and Ford on ESPN Central Texas. It's an open date this week for the Panthers as they get ready for district competition. The Panthers will open up district play on Thursday, October the 22nd, when they take on Mansfield. Our coverage of Panthers football will begin at 6.30 with the pregame, the kickoff, and all the action at 7 o'clock. It's the Panthers and Mansfield, Thursday, October 22nd, on ESPN Central Texas. 
Hey Central Texas, this is Julio Castillo, owner and operator of Jack Roofing and Exteriors. Let's talk Roofing for Dummies 101. First, you want to breathe. Second, you want to seal. And third, you want to defend. Today, we're going to talk about the breathing component of your roofing system. You want your roofing system to breathe properly for balanced ventilation. For more information, check us out online at jacroofs.com or call us directly at 254-732-2872. Here at Jack Roofing and Exteriors, we are making customers happy one roof at a time. Slovacek Sausage has found a great home in Central Texas and we're growing with you. We have found so many ways to celebrate all the great things about Texas. Football, family and friends and so much more. We have all of the barbecue specialty meats and over 35 kinds of kolaches to make your next meal or gathering a great success and we do all the work. If you're on the road, we have the best place for your pooch to stop and stretch with our beautiful dog park. So with the hospitality of Texas and our Czech heritage, Vitame Vos. That means we welcome you. At Slovacek's, you'll love our sausage. It's Ram Power Days at Cameron Autoplex in Cameron, Texas. The 2021 models will be arriving soon, and we still have a great selection of 2020 Rams to choose from. Hurry in and save $10,000 off MSRP on a fully loaded Ram 1500 Lone Star Crew Cab, plus competitive pickup owners get an additional $1,000 off. Well, how about $6,000 off that new diesel to pull that new RV or boat? Ram Power Days won't last much longer, so make that short drive and see why everyone says it's always cheaper and friendlier in Cameron. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unisil windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. You wouldn't call your doctor, accountant, or mechanic using a 1-800 number, so why your bank? If you have to dial 1-800, you don't know your bank, and your bank doesn't know you. Come to Central National Bank and experience the difference. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Citizen State Bank is excited about Central Texas high school sports and is glad to be a part of so many outstanding communities. Citizens has 10 branches to serve you, including Buffalo, Centerville, Clifton, Dawson, Grosbeck, Hubbard, Itasca, Teague, West, and Whitney. If you're one of their valued customers, they say thank you for your business. If you're looking for a bank where you're more than a number, check them out at citizenstatebanktx.com. Members' children participate in many school activities. This gives Citizen State Bank a vested interest in the lives of these students. They wish all the student athletes, cheerleaders, and band and drill team members a year of success. Whether you're a bison, tiger, cub, bulldog, goat, jagger, wampus cat, lion, trojan, or wildcat, know that Citizen State Bank supports and appreciates your hard work. Member FDIC and Equal Housing Lender. 
Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. My training helps me at work when I lead by example. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my community and those I care about safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time close to home by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Texas Army National Guard. Aired by the Texas Association of Broadcasters and this station. business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. KRZI Waco. K222DC Waco. This station is now the ultimate power in the universe. K265DV Temple. This is ESPN Central Texas. The 5 o'clock hour of the Matt Mosley Show is brought to you by Coriel Health Medical Clinic. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. Five oh one. Welcome back into the Matt Mosley program. Drive safely, safely as you make your way home from work on this Tuesday afternoon. Tom and Stephen in for Matt, and we're glad you're alongside for this uh, Tuesday edition of the Matt Mosley Radio Program. All right, uh, and uh, we're also brought to you in part by Central National Bank, and glad to have those folks along with us here on this uh, on this Tuesday. Stephen, let's talk a little bit about uh, Major League Baseball and, and what's going on there. The uh, the Astros are down two games to none, and I think it's pretty clear they've got to they've got to win tonight. I mean, two one puts you right back in the thing. Three zero. Man, then you're facing uh, you're facing four straight games of elimination, and and that's just that's a tough ask uh, if, if you're an Astros fan for Houston to face four elimination games and come out of there on top. Yeah, I mean, let's just be frank about it. They don't have much starting pitching. The, the depth there is is shot because of their injuries, mm-hmm. and um, you know, if if you're gonna find a way to get this done, then well, you got to win tonight. You got to avoid that three zero hole. So Tampa Bay is a team that. Um, plays well defensively they've been able to do enough offensively um and they obviously have just arm after arm they brought out the bullpen yesterday and and threw well again so houston's got to recover and 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 find a way to get these bats going once again like they did in in the first couple series this playoff run tom um and and make this a, a longer series force tampa bay you know to have to to keep coming out there and play but if you go down 3-0 then this thing's pretty much over the Braves and the Dodgers tonight from uh, up in Arlington. And, man, it, it, just listening to the telecast last night, the announcers, Joe Buck, and those guys just raving over the beauty of the ballpark and how nice the ballpark is. And and I think they were, all, I think they were excited to see people in the stadium as well. And I know Lark uh, Smith popped on with us. He went to the game last night, and he said it's still kind of mm, because there's only 11,000. But – 
man, 11,000 is better than zero. And, 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 you know, there was somewhere in Atlanta uh, gear, somewhere in Dodger gear. And, uh, you know, then there were some Ranger fans that just wanted to go see baseball. And, uh, and I would have loved to have been there last night. I mean, I, I'm just telling you straight up, that would have been fun. They, uh, wait, they let Lark in the stadium. Yeah. Can you believe that? <laughs> You're gonna have to do Tom. You, you gotta you gotta hit up John Blake. You're gonna have to do one of your one of your shows. We gotta do a from, show from there. Yeah. From you know, yeah. I mean, next season for sure. But you gotta see if you can get like game one of the World Series. You're gonna have to see if you can do a remote out there. I, I need to broadcast a game from that ballpark. I, I brought. I have done. A, I've done several games from uh, uh, the one across the street. Uh, what is that? Globe Life Park. Park. Yeah. Yeah. So I've done games College at Globe baseball Life. Or Absolutely. Okay. College baseball. Yeah. You know, the Big 12 tournament has been played there a couple of times. Oh, I didn't realize that. No, yeah. I, I guess as long as I've kind of known it's been in Oklahoma City. But um, Oh, it's been Oklahoma City. It's been Tulsa. It's been the. It's been there. So, yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. And it was good to see fans in the stands. And we'll, we'll see more of that tonight. Um, is actually on SportsCenter. They're doing a live shot from, from Globe Life Field in Arlington right now. But and there's fans in the stands. I guess fans. they're watching BP or something. Hey, good for them for making Absolutely. it work. Absolutely, man. I'd love to see that stadium. I, I hope to get up there, you know, multiple times next year and, and sit in the air conditioning and, and taking a baseball game. Um, but yeah, that's the one saving grace for the Rangers right now is it's a great facility. And I don't know how much that helps as far as free agency goes. You know, maybe it's a good thing for for some of these guys playing the NLCS and World Series to to get a feel for that park and say, hmm, I, I kind of like this place. Um, but you know, it's, it's, it's a great, it's a great facility and it's going to be the center of the baseball world in some ways, uh, because it is brand new. Yeah. And next week, I mean, it's the world series and, uh, it, it's, you know, it's kind of exciting, but, uh, and again, last night, Stephen, because the, the weather is so wonderful in October, they, uh, they, they played with the roof open. Uh, it was the only thing that, that I don't like, and I'll be honest with you is I don't like the fact that it's carpet. Mm. I, I I want grass and and I want natural and they do have you know it is dirt I mean it's you know there's a lot of ballparks uh for, well Dishfalk for example I mean it is uh, they got green carpet for the grass and they right. got brown carpet for for, for the, the for, for the, the dirt, dirt. but uh, uh, this is actual dirt with uh, with uh, the Astro Play uh, or the well the the, the the field turf for the, for the grass. So uh, I would have liked to have seen grass. Uh, and you know, they did that in Houston. They've mm-hmm. got natural grass, uh, and and so I, I would that would that would have been my only critique so far watching watching ball games from that ballpark. Well, and the interesting thing about that too is you know I, I know because I read multiple stories about it that they tried to take the players' consideration. I don't know how much they took the players' thoughts into consideration as far as hey how do you prefer to play Mm -hmm. but i read that a lot of the players prefer natural grass because the ball just hops truer they kind of understand how it plays better so they end up going with the turf which is sort of fascinating um but no i get what you're saying there's nothing like you know natural grass. the prettiest thing in the world to me the most beautiful thing on the planet to me is a is a major league ballpark right before the first pitch after Mm -hmm. the ground crew have done their deal Chalk the lines, batter's box is perfectly manicured, the mound is perfectly manicured, they've drugged the infield, and it is, and then they water it down, and it is ready to go. That is the prettiest thing on the planet, is that ballpark ready to go. I'm very sorry to Tom's wife that he he said that, (laughs) but... 
You, can compete, you can't compete with, with baseball grass. <laughs> it's not the living room carpet, I can assure you. It's it's that it's that infield, man. Well, in this this Dodgers Braves series is fascinating. So no Kershaw tonight, Tom. And you saw the Braves last night. Um, you know, there's sort of both teams sort of scuffling around, feeling each other out, can't score, and then they just explode in the ninth inning against a good Dodgers bullpen. Um, and they're playing, they're playing real loose right now. Like they're just playing like a team that doesn't have a care in the world. Well, that was, that was my big takeaway last night watching the game. And I I talked about it on, on game time earlier this morning was, uh, was just how loosey goosey the Braves were. I mean, it's like, Hey, we ain't got nothing to lose. Let's go play and let's have fun doing it. And that's kind of been their MO and, and it's, it's worked for them. I mean, Mm -hmm. and, and as you pointed out, the expectation to win is clearly wearing Dodger blue. I mean, you know, they, they, they're, the, they're the ones with 43 wins and 17 losses, and they're the, they're the ones that have been close but no cigar, uh, it, it, and it's time for them to go. But the Braves, they weren't supposed to be here. I mean, so, you know, they're playing on, on house money. And, man, it, it, and I think it, and not only that, I just think it's their M.O. I, I think mm-hmm. that's, the, that's the makeup in that clubhouse is let's have fun. I can't imagine. I I'm, I think it'll be softened by the fact that the Lakers just won a title, so L.A. is sort of basking in that. But the expectations for this Dodgers team, you talked about being 43-17. and 17. They go sign Mookie Betts. Like, in the middle of a pandemic, everybody else is, is cutting salary. They're not adding anybody. They're not touching anything. And L.A.'s like, oh, let's just break the bank. Let's go trade for Mookie Betts and then go break the bank and get an extension done with him. There's so much pressure on this team. And and Kershaw tonight was supposed to be out there. He's obviously really struggled in the playoffs. Now he has back spasms. Is he going to be able to return at some point in the season or at some point in in this series? Um, You saw them get over. That that Padres team was good, and they're young, and they're feisty. I mean, they obviously play with a lot of swag. And and L.A. was able to sort of breeze through that. And now you're hitting adversity for the first time in the playoffs – the Braves had an answer. They uh, they took you down in game one. So now how does this team respond as, as sort of their backs against the wall as they try to avoid going down 2-0 tonight? The big question, probably the most important question, and, and, and I'd like for our listeners to, to chime in too on the uh, CNC Collision Center text line, is it the undefeated Tennessee Titans and the undefeated Buffalo Bills, or is it the Major League Baseball playoffs tonight? What is your television set to first? Baseball playoffs. Me too. I mean, I'm going to flip back and forth. I'm I'm really curious to see how the Titans play tonight because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, they haven't really had a chance to practice. <laughs> they may need name tags to introduce themselves to their teammates. They haven't seen each other in two weeks. Right, but uh, I, I'm, I'm going to be focusing on that, on that NLCS and LCS games. And, yeah, I'm going to watch Bills Titans tonight. I want to see how it plays out. I want to see those two teams go at it. Tuesday night football is a very rare Tuesday phenomenon. Night, but it sounds weird, doesn't it? It sounds odd. I want to see how the broadcast team does on CBS, but um, the stakes of playoff baseball are a little too high. So, yeah, I'll be focused on that. And uh, especially that Rays Astros game, because I want to see if Houston can find a way to scratch out a win and, and make this a series. Wouldn't it be nice to see Houston? get out to an early league, get something good to happen for them early to where maybe they can just exhale and go play. But, you know, th- there hasn't been a whole lot of runs uh, produced uh, in the first couple of games. So wouldn't it be nice to see Houston get off to the fast start 
uh, against Tampa Bay tonight. They're down two games to none. They're they're playing game three with the first pitch at 740. Our broadcast, by the way, on our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, that's 1330 a.m. and uh, 93.9 FM begins at 7 p.m. So keep that in mind if you want to catch some baseball tonight. If you're out and about and you want to you want to catch some baseball, we'll have the Astro broadcast on our sister station. So there you go. Also, uh, don't forget uh, our high school pick'em. You can uh, you can jump in and uh, and cast your vote on our high school pick'em contest. And the uh, high school pick'em contest is brought to you by Waterburger. The uh, the uh, place to go is SyntexSportsFan dot com. That's SyntexSportsFan dot com and cast your vote. So you, it's it's voting season, Stephen. So you uh you need to go vote. Yeah, and, and, some, and you uh, need to cast your vote in in the Waterburger contest. And you don't have to wait in line for uh, to vote here as well. You can just go <laughs> to the website and get on. But yeah, some tricky games. It, it, I'm curious to see which way you're going to go on Thursday, Tom. But we got Grandview West, uh, Yo and Troy, Gatesville and Robinson. Um, Crawford and Rio Vista, Colleen Belt and similar records. A, a lot of schools and a lot of teams facing off that are kind of in the same spot. And uh, it's going to be a fascinating high school weekend again as we see games get moved around. But the games that have been played are going to be fantastic. And one of those as well, Salado China Spring. Salado coming off that big win um, last week against Conley. And now they have to turn around and play the Cougars as well. So if you think you know who's going to win between – Cameron and Troy and uh, McGregor and Lorena and or anybody in that district, I'd like to meet you. Uh, <laughs> there, there is no way to predict this district. It, it, it has been that way since since the beginning of the year. And you know what, Stephen? That was one of those districts where we all, when we first saw realignment, we all went, "Wow, what a league!" And, and it has and it has lived up to to uh, to expectation. I mean, this you just seriously do not know. And the, the the sad part about that league is you're going to have a quality team or teams that are not going to make it. And I'm not a big proponent. I've told you this a million times. I am not a big proponent of four teams in the playoffs. I I, I think that's way too much. Uh, but I am. Uh, <laughs> but I would like a, a waiver for this league because I think there's five or six teams that could that could go and compete in, in, in the playoffs. Well, and yeah, I mean, we knew like Lorena's dropping down. They were picked to finish fourth in that district, at least in Dave Campbell's. Um, so just a, a buzzsaw of a district with, you know, Rockdale and Troy and uh, Cameron Yo and one team in my hometown, and shame on me, but I didn't know how much a factor McGregor was going to be. I, I thought they would be a solid team, but I just thought that was such a tough um, opponents they're going to be facing week in and week hey, out. Hey, they're right in the and mix. They're right in the mix at 2-1. and one. As you said earlier today, they're an eyelash away from being 3-0. Uh, and oh. Now, I know that Rockdale team was missing some players, but, hey, you play with who you play with, and, and McGregor was able to get it done, and they put themselves in a great position. They got a huge game against Lorena this week. and you know The problem with this district, you can win a couple games, you feel pretty good. They're, they're still in the thick of a playoff race, but they've certainly made their presence felt early yeah, on. Yeah, you said it's a huge game this week. It's a huge game every week every in this district. Yep. It is crazy. All right, 5-15, 15 after 5 o'clock, the Matt Mosley program. Tom Barfield, Stephen Simcox, and there's more coming your way here on ESPN Central Texas. There's a reason customers drive from all over Texas to buy a Ram pickup truck from Cameron Autoplex, where they say it's always cheaper in Cameron. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. Mostly clear skies tonight. Not quite as cool as it was this morning as lows dropped to 53 degrees. 
mostly sunny skies tomorrow. It's going to be a warmer day and actually temperatures will be above average. We'll see a high around 90 and on Thursday, partly cloudy skies. There is a cold front on the way and we're going to notice those winds really kick up. High temperatures topping out around 82. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 5.30 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats. This 1950s-style diner serves one-of-a-kind sandwiches on their homemade bread, salads, soups, pies, cakes, and cookies, all made fresh daily. Enjoy Fox's Treats and Eats malts, shakes, floats and Sundays while enjoying music from the 50s. Fox's Treats and Eats adjacent to the Cedar Chest Antique Mall, Highway 84 near McGregor. Let's talk about the Baylor Club where you can enjoy a panoramic view of not only the Baylor University campus but the Brazos River and also downtown Waco. Just absolutely breathtaking when you go to the Baylor Club and uh, and check out the, the Baylor Club. Now they uh, they are back to their pre-COVID regular hours which features breakfast and lunch on Mondays and you know if you're if you're having a private event and you're concerned about uh, how to handle it with social distancing and things like that you need to to contact the folks at the Baylor Club because they know how to do it and they do it right. With uh, they're, well, they're constantly being complimented by members and guests alike on how they feel safe and at the Baylor Club and maybe even safer than any place in town when when they attend the Baylor Club. Uh, they have the uh, Club Eats Family Meals, which is available Tuesday through Friday for pickup between two and four. So maybe one day this week, uh, check that out. And it feeds up to six people, includes salad, bread, sides, and an entree, plus an optional dessert. So check that out as well. And uh, there's constantly great activities going on at the uh, at the Beta Club. In fact, uh, tonight is family pasta night, and it goes from five until seven thirty. So, man, if you uh, if if you're uh, you, I, I think you owe it to yourself. In fact, I know you do. You owe it to yourself to check out the Baylor Club. Baylor Club members have access to the industry-leading Club Corp network of, of hundreds of country clubs and businesses, uh, business clubs nationwide. So, And they have a great deal going right now. ESPN Radio Central Texas listeners can receive, a, uh, can receive preferred joining incentives by mentioning, uh, by mentioning that you heard it right here on ESPN Radio. So just give April or Stephanie a call. Their phone number, 254-710-8080. That's 254-710-8080 to make the Baylor Club your home away from home. For a limited time, when you open a Casasa checking account at Genco Credit Union, you can receive a cash bonus, a $25 cash bonus. Now is your chance to be a part of the friendliest credit union in town and enjoy all the benefits of a free account that pays you money back each month and a bonus when you open it. Apply online today and get your bonus and start letting your money make you money. Qualifications and requirements will apply. For details, go to GencoFCU.org and CUA Equal Housing Lender. Genco. What you do in privacy is your own business. What you do in public with your truck, well, that's our business at Pickup Outfitters. In your garage, it's okay for your truck to parade around in the nude with no accessories. Hey, this is still America. But when you bring your truck out in public, it's just common decency to put an outfit on your truck. And that's where we come in at Pickup Outfitters. Put a cover on that bed. Cover your rear end with a bumper and a hitch, for goodness sakes. There are women and children on the roads. And guys, don't leave your tools exposed, put them in a toolbox. 
Be proud of your truck and stand tall with a lift kit. Or improve your truck's posture with a leveling kit. Add some class to your pickup with new wheels and tires. Or dress up for a date with your new RV or boat with a fifth wheel or a receiver hitch. At Pickup Outfitters, we're dedicating to making the roads decent for all Central Texans. So when taking your truck out in public, remember your manners and accessorize it properly with an outfit from Pickup Outfitters. 220 Lake Air Drive in Waco. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. Now that football season is here and cooler weather is right around the corner, it's time to replace those old windows. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows are sealed with Duralite, a non-metal spacer that has life expectancy five times that of other systems. Now offering 0% financing for 60 months, that's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. That's 254-301-7760. Seven seven six zero. I love my windows. They've got that brand new home effect. Universal Windows Direct. Do you wake up each morning with chronic joint pain or go to sleep at night with the aches and pains of a recent or old sports injury? Meet Dr. Lance Ellis, a board-certified orthopedic surgeon with Coriel Health that specializes in orthopedic spine surgery, minimally invasive treatments for bone and joint pain, hip replacement, and joint reconstruction. To learn more about Dr. Ellis's personalized treatment plans or to schedule an appointment, visit CorielHealth.org. Coriel Health, where you always feel at home. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. The Vega head coach Don Hyde joined game time this morning to discuss the decision to play Brownwood on November 6th despite the mandated forfeit by the Lions due to the rules in place by the DEC. Based upon our district executive committee's decision regarding COVID and, and the policy we put in place prior to district season starting, our game with Brown River resulted in a forfeit, and uh, that would have left Coach Burnett at Brownwood with eight games and, and me out of eight games. So I contacted Coach Burnett after I talked to the UIL and, and asked him if he would still want to play on, on 11-6 or any changes in our district that would result in COVID virus. And, and he said, sure, he'd like to play. So that'll give us a chance to have senior night and give us both another game. The Pirates are still looking for an opponent to play this week. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Band, isn't it? Fly like an eagle. You're correct. Right here on uh, ESPN Radio, <laughs> 522. Tom and uh, Stephen taking you home here on a Tuesday afternoon. Well, they are underway at uh, Globe Life Field in Arlington, and they're in the bottom of the first inning. No score between the uh, the Braves and the Dodgers, and uh, Dodgers have a runner at second base. I think it was a leadoff double, uh, and uh, now with two outs. And the runner's still at second base. Former Baylor Bear and Max Muncy at the plate. 
trying to drive in uh, a run and give the Dodgers an early lead in the bottom half of inning number uh, number one. So there you go. Uh, Stephen, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, very interesting uh, information as far as the, the Saints are concerned. With the city of New Orleans shut down and, and its mayor, Mayor Cantrell, uh, uh, repeatedly declining to allow the Saints to have uh, unlimited capacity fans, you know, 10, 11,000, whatever the case may be. Team officials are now in in conversations with the officials at LSU uh, and, and with potentially hosting some games at Tiger Stadium where they will have access to limited fans. So uh, could you imagine? You, you've you've heard of teams transfer the Saints had to go to San Antonio because of a of hurricane, a hurricane yeah. and so but have you ever heard of a team leaving because they want to be able to put fans in the stands? That is another twenty twenty. Yeah, that's another uh twenty twenty problem that's arisen. You mentioned San Antonio, the Saints there. Um the Hornets went to Oklahoma City and ended up becoming the Thunder because they got good response there. Well, the Supersonics game down the Cam of Thunder, but Oklahoma City got a team there because they had a good response. Um, that's fascinating. Yeah, I, I didn't realize that the Saints has had so much trouble getting some limited capacity. Well, the um, game last night, I mean, it just it had a weird feel. All of those games, it, the one in Seattle, the uh, a Sunday night, just a weird feel. No, I mean, with no fans. As much as you try to pump in crowd noise, and for some reason, I think it's weirder with football than any other sport because I mean. The MLB did it, and it's odd, but I feel like it's able to get adjusted to it pretty quickly. And I just remember watching that Rams-Cowboys game and on Sunday night to open the season, and there's no fans there at SoFi Stadium. Right. And it was just so bizarre to watch somebody score a touchdown, and there's no, I mean, there's no cheering. Like, there's no excitement. It's just like a, it's like a four-yard rush, you know? It's just like a, a play that doesn't even mean anything. Um, so I get why the fan, I get why the Saints want to have some fans there. They teams have had success with it. Teams have been able to do it. It seems like safely. I haven't heard of any huge outbreaks from these kind of limited capacity games. Um, but yeah, I, I would think that would motivate New Orleans to to find a way to do it. If if all of a sudden they're going to go play in Baton Rouge, it's like it, you know, it's well, I think what about ninety miles further west. Mm-hmm. So I mean, uh, that would be that would be the case there. So. Uh, but just yeah, it's different. And you know, I was watching the game last night, and I was going back and forth between baseball and, and the football game. And th- there was a penalty, and then you heard the referee turn the mic on. And normally, there's noise and all kinds of stuff, and the ref has to go holding twenty five. You know, he, he was able to use his golf voice <laughs> holding on number seventy two. You know, and, and I thought this this is just weird. Yeah, there's something odd about it with football. College football, I think, has been able to make it work. It's not the same atmosphere, but and why is there a public address announcer, Stephen, at a baseball game when there's no public? Well, that's that's an interesting question. I hadn't thought about that, that aspect of it. Uh, you know, they, and I know they have them I guess at Globe. just so the umpires know who's up if they forget their lineup card. <laughs> I guess, but I mean, I'm looking around going, okay, so uh, Chuck Morgan, who is a, the, the greatest PA announcer there is ever, and they're at Globe Life and in, in, in the new ballpark, and, and they're playing, and there's nobody there. You know, when the Rangers were playing regular season games there, and yet now batting, Rugnet Odor, and I'm like, he knows it's his turn. <laughs> <laughs> so, he well, hey, Rugnet can use all the help he can get, yeah, maybe, so maybe yeah. maybe that does help him get a hit. 
All right, Muncie walked, so there's two on and two out in the uh, home half of the first, and I guess your five-hole hitter at the plate. That's right, yeah, Dodgers, Braves going on right now. Uh, Terry Tacker just standing at the window trying to get a, a listen to what's <laughs> what's happening in baseball right now. Um, we'll, we'll listen to some Jerry Jones clips here. Uh, he was talking about Dak Prescott on KRLD-FM radio this afternoon. So, obviously, Dak had the big injury. Tom's tired of seeing it. He's tired of watching the replay over and over again. Quit showing it. Uh, now, it, it was pretty significant. He had to have surgery. He's out for the season. And Jerry was asked, how much concern do you have about the potential of Dak coming back from uh, from this tough injury? I don't have any. I really don't have any. Mm-hmm. I don't at all. Uh, I uh, uh, got as much as... Uh, uh, God lets us get, and his uh, the nature of what they found when they did the surgery. It's all positive relative to a recovery. Nothing positive about it. Don't misinterpret. But uh, it's positive as to his uh, uh, chances of uh, getting it back to normal. Uh, we've uh, had similar inju- injuries. Uh, uh, you, you, you do this long enough, and you've seen them. And we've had similar injuries before. And uh, this is one of those that you can mend and come back and be as good as go. Uh, what it does remind me, though, is that you cannot figure in uh, as a part of your, uh, as a real part of your uh, offense, uh, you really are vulnerable when you really put uh, the, a, a running game in that uh, really relies, not relies, but just really uh, utilizes a lot the running game with the quarterback. This game just uh, is uh, going to get you. Uh, uh, you're going to get hurt, uh, and so uh, uh, with uh, your quarterback. And in this particular case, I don't even want to use the word quarterback with Dak and all of the many things that he means to our team. Uh, we've got to be very judicious when we expose him in the future. So Jerry didn't have a lot of concern from coming back long-term, but he did concede something there, Tom, that I think is interesting. We talked a little bit about it earlier today. They're going to have to use him less in the running game now. Oh, there's no question. I mean, again, that's the one thing you wonder. How is his mobility when he comes back from this injury? Because that is a big part of his game. There's some guys, Stephen, as you know, that you know they're true pocket passers, and that's what they do. And I'm not saying Dak is – is 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 Randall Cunningham, and he's going to run for 75, 80 yards. But he is a guy that has that escapability. He knows how to extend plays and and move around in the pocket to to buy time. And is he going to have that ability after he comes back from this uh, this this difficult ankle injury? All right, they like to use him that zone read game. He's also a guy that you can't just short play. Yardage. Yeah, short yardage. You can't just play man coverage on third and ten because if all your defensive backs are turned around and not facing the quarterback he can take off and get a first down with his legs so we'll see uh we we have had some listeners who've had similar injuries chime in and say they had to change some things up after this injury now i mean i think Dak's going to get some really good medical care i know one of the top surgeons in in the united states did the surgery i uh, came into dallas to do it but um it, it's gonna be a long process and jerry was asked about that long process how long is he going to be out when do you expect him be back in the facility making things happen for the cowboys yeah i would hope well you got it you you you're right in there uh now i say well my goodness which one that's 90 days difference 
but certainly uh, if you look ahead, uh, he should uh, uh, be ready to go for our uh, spring work and uh, uh, the the latter part of the spring work. But uh, uh, but knowing Dak, uh, uh, and that's a big part of this thing. Knowing Dak and his makeup, uh, he'll be back out there soon. Physically, I'm told. Uh, by the doctors and uh, by our own experience of seeing this injury. Physically, there should be no problem with him being back out there in early May or April. So you get him back in May or April, around the time that minicamp would start, if they're going to have that, if they're going to have full off season again. So, look, he's there for the whole year. Now, Tom, I know yesterday you talked about how you feel like there is sort of a path with Andy Dalton here if they can run the football more. Do you still feel the same way? Do you have faith that they can kind of make this thing work? Oh, absolutely. Again, he this is a starting quarterback in the NFL who, for whatever reason, you know, it, it got out of Cincinnati. I mean, he has the skill set. Is it the exact same skill set as uh, as Dak Prescott? No. I mean, they're, they're different guys. But, I mean, this is not chopped liver. This is not some hack that you got off the street. This is a high-caliber NFL starting quarterback i mean uh i think you guys had uh, patrick watkins on earlier today right and and and, mm-hmm. and and i was listening to him and i was like wow those are some impressive i didn't you know you sometimes you forget those are some impressive numbers that he was able to put up and i still think he has that that ability to do that with the cowboys and i think it's going to force the cowboys to figure out a way to run the football a little bit more now they may want to go high tempo with Dak, and they might, may want to throw it you know, 40 times a game, but that's – I don't think you can do that. But he can throw the deep ball. Make no mistake about it. Look at the throws that he made in the game. And this is a guy that didn't get any work this week. Mm-hmm. I mean, and he was not of 1,100 and something yards. And, you know, he didn't throw a touchdown pass, but he certainly put him in a position to kick the winning field goal, and, and, and they did. Yeah, they won the game because of those throws. And, I mean, some great catches by Michael Gallup as well. They have weapons. The offense is set up well for him. He doesn't have to win the game for them. No, he just has to keep him in it. I guess my concern is just, and I, I know shortening the game is going to help. You got to get stops though. Like you got to well, find a way to slow that's a whole totally different equation. You, you, yeah. I mean that defense. Good gracious. I mean, that's that's a, that's a bad unit. Now, what what do, what do they look like with Vanderesh back? I don't know. And 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 I is he on target from Monday night? Uh, they haven't officially said that, but that seems to be the case. Yeah, it seems like he's going to be back Monday night. And I, I like the idea of, you know, and I know if you, you if you live by the blitz, you die by the blitz. I get all that, but I think that's the only way that they can do things. And, you know, look what it produced. It produced a touchdown for, for Pete's sake. I mean, you know, Lawrence gets the gets the strip, uh, the strip sack, and, 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 Anthony and, and Brown scoops in. and scores. and. And he was coming on a blitz. That's why he was in the neighborhood. Well, so yeah, I mean, they're not getting pressure with their front four, so you got to do something. No. And and that's that's a, that's a way to try to get home. And you just got to come from different angles, come from different places on the football field, and you know you're going to have to run blitz. You're going to have to create, you know, because it, it, you cannot ask that secondary to cover people all over the football field. That is not going to happen. They have proved it already with the first four or five games. They're, they're, they can't do it. They do not have the ability to cover on the back end. No, I mean, their top corners are rookie. It's just not. It's just not. And gonna he's going to be good. Uh, yeah, we think so. He's showing a lot of potential, but he's just getting abused by number one wide receivers every single week. And unfortunately, DeAndre Hopkins is pretty good. So he's going he's gonna to have a tall task on his hands Monday night. Uh, Jerry was also asked, 
obviously, you know, part of this deal with the injury is they still don't have contracts for Dak. So how do you respond to critics that are sort of going after this organization for, for not getting that long-term deal done? I, I think that uh, uh, we, we've got to be reminded that uh, to have a team uh, that we've got to really manage uh, how we dole out our resources. Dak is deserving of, uh, of anything you want to put on a piece of paper, relatively speaking. He's deserving of that. Uh, and he's had, uh, uh, he's, if you evaluate for it, what he can do to help us win championships, you can see that it's there. And plus, he's. Uh, uh, a leader at the leader at the premier leader uh, leader spot. Uh, we've uh, we've got to make it work. So what am I saying? I'm saying exactly the same thing that I said the last time we were asked about this uh, before the season started. Uh, uh, these are it's a part of the game is the business and the contract part. So as they've said for a year and a half, they're committed to Dak. Still haven't got a deal done, but they're committed to Dak and they want him to be the future of the franchise. I I am curious to see, though, do they circle back here in a couple weeks or months and say, hey, how does uh, how does a little lower deal sound now that, that this has happened? Do you want to go ahead and get that security of a four or five year contract and, and we could hover around that $30 million range instead of 40 where we've been talking about? Do they do it now or do they wait to see how the rehab is going with the ankle. Mm, you probably wait a little bit. <laughs> I mean, I mean, again, I mean, at, at the end of the day, now you're talking business. I mean, do you give money and, and allocate funds at, without the assurance that you, that star player is going to be able to play at, the, at, at a high caliber? I mean, or do you just say, you know what? Let's wait and see how things go, and and once we get to maybe even get to camp, then we'll get it done immediately. I mean, I don't know. I mean, the, there's some decisions to be made, and and you know what? How willing how willing is Dak to negotiate right now? I mean, does he want to say, you know what, you know, I put put it on me again? I you know, let me let me, I've rolled the dice once. Let me let me see how it goes. I'll roll the dice again. Maybe he does, and I mean, hey, maybe they tag him. You know, the Cowboys have not had a ton of success once they've paid people lately. I think Zeke has been good. He hasn't been what he was his first couple of years in the league. Jalen Smith has obviously struggled. Lyle Collins is, is hurt. Um, there's a pretty good list. Amari Cooper has been okay. He sometimes disappears. His snap count was down a little bit last week. Not sure what that's about, but... His targets were, too. His targets were, too. Um but anyway, they've they've struggled with some of these younger guys they've went ahead and paid. I don't know what the hesitancy is, what the holdup is, but yeah, I think this tag a second time is probably the most likely option right now, unless Dak's going to come down and say, you know what, I'm, I'm ready to sign because I just don't like the uncertainty of, of what goes down if this happens again. Could the Cowboys be blowing smoke up our skirt? Could they uh, could they not be sure of... of- if they want to sign Dak, but they're publicly saying he's our guy just to just to get the media and, and, and the fan base off of their back? It's possible. I mean, if, if it's going to get done, why, 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 why has it not it? done? Yeah, I mean, I mean if he's your guy, then he's your guy. Unless it's just completely on his part and him wanting to hold out. I, I just don't get why um, it, it wouldn't have happened by now. And 
yeah, maybe we look up and they say, you know what? We never really felt comfortable about this. We never got to a place we thought we would wins wise and we're going to rebuild. Um, but obviously that's a, that's a long process of rebuilding unless Andy Dalton just blows your socks off over the next few weeks. And finally, Jerry was asking kind of along those same lines, does this injury affect if Dak is uh, the quarterback of the future in Dallas? None. You mean that this particular injury, we've known for a long time uh, that you can have a great player at this spot, but then not have him at periods of time during his career. We had it with Aikman. We had it with Romo. Uh, you don't always have them. And uh, so you've got to rely on other parts uh, of your team. That's why you, uh, uh, we, 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 we do not, and we do not, uh, if go into a contract negotiation uh, with the idea that uh, uh, it stands alone. It has to be a part of the tools that you have, which is your salary cap, to put a team on the field and try to figure out the best way to win. And uh, really, that's the underlying issue here. So, uh, yeah, no uh, no effect, Tom. They're not worried about this injury at all, and they'd still sign him to a long-term deal tomorrow. They're not yeah. going to, but they'd do it. <laughs> it's so there you go. That's uh, Jerry Jones from uh, earlier today. On the, I think he has a weekly visit on uh, on KRLD-FM he does, yep. in Dallas. So. Only owner with a weekly radio show. But yep. Maybe but that tells you some things. General manager, 541, 19 before 6 o'clock. Uh, the, uh, the dismount is coming up next. This is the Baylor Sports Beat, a daily look inside Baylor Athletics. Now, here's the voice of the Bears, John Morris. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on the Monday Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up, we'll wrap up the weekend in Baylor Athletics. Plus, Baylor football has its game with Oklahoma State postponed to December. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. How do you get the job done? With power. Get all the power you need in a new Ram. Alan Samuels presents Ram Power Days. Extra special savings and special factory financing on all new models. Hauling families to great places. Doing chores. Working hard. Alan Samuels will help you get the job done. Ram, the highest pickup owner loyalty in America. Shop, apply, buy online. We deliver. Alan Samuels, official auto dealer of the heart of Texas Fair and Rodeo. To say my wife and I have a lot to clean is an understatement. So we go to TNG Chemical, where the pros know what cleaning solutions to use and give us detailed instructions on exactly how to use them. We never got that kind of advice from any other stores. And the prices at TNG are great. From general household cleaners to odor control solutions for our pets, we go to TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. TNG Chemical and Supply. That's why. Baylor Bears, Coach Aranda here asking you to join us in the fight against COVID-19. It's time to get in the game and take these precautions. Wear a face covering. Maintain social distance. Know and monitor the symptoms. And stay home if you're sick. It will take teamwork, but we can make a difference and give our football team the best chance to compete this fall when we put family first. Sick'em Bears. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. 
And back on today's Baylor Sports Beat, Baylor football coming off an open date this past Saturday. They'll have another open date this Saturday. Scheduled to play Oklahoma State in a homecoming game at McLean Stadium, the game has been postponed due to the Big 12 Conference's football game interruption guidelines and now will be played December 12th at McLean Stadium. So Baylor, Oklahoma State this Saturday now won't be played until December. Plenty of other action in Baylor athletics over the weekend, including Baylor volleyball, number two in the nation, winning two straight over Oklahoma, 3-2 on Thursday, then 3-0 on Friday. Baylor volleyball now 5-1 on the season. And Baylor soccer home on Friday evening get their first win of the season, a 2-0 shutout of fifth-ranked Kansas, making a soothsayer of head coach Paul Johnson, who predicted his team would break out and score goals at any minute. Yeah, I like when my girls make me look smart, uh, honestly. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's a matter of time uh, before we have some success like that, uh, scoring goals. Uh, when you've got a defense that's uh, as strong uh, as ours is, um, it keeps us in a match. And, and I know that the, the main thing we tried to do this week was try to eliminate the pressure the forwards were putting on themselves and just give them opportunities in front of the goal this week. And um, they're able to take advantage of some really great opportunities. Baylor soccer coach Paul Jobson following the 2-0 win over Kansas on Friday leaves Baylor at 1-1-3 and three on the season. And congratulations to Baylor Women's Golf, winners of the Betsy Rawls Invitational in Austin. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow, I'm John Morris. Myatt Fuels should be your first and local choice for high-quality fuel and lubricant. They are Central Texas-owned and operated independent distribution and bulk delivery company. You call, they haul. They deliver on-road diesel, off-road, farm diesel, gasoline, and non-ethanol gasoline. Known for the great pricing and quickest delivery, call Nick, the owner, for all your gasoline delivery needs at 675-8107. That's Myatt Fuels. Call Nick at 675-8107 or look for Myatt Fuels on Facebook. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Garrett Ross with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update. Experience the homemade food and unique atmosphere that everyone is talking about at Fox's Treats and Eats on Highway 84 near McGregor. The Vega head coach Don Hyde joined Game Time this morning to discuss the decision to play Brownwood on November 6th despite the mandated forfeit by the Lions due to the rules in place by the DEC. Based upon our district executive committee's decision regarding COVID and, and the policy we put in place prior to district season starting, our game with Brownwood resulted in a forfeit, and uh, that would have left Coach Burnett at Brownwood with eight games and, and me with eight games. So I contacted Coach Burnett after I talked to the UIL and, and asked him if he would still want to play on, on 11-6 or any changes in our district that would result in COVID virus. And, and he said, sure, he'd like to play. So that'll give us a chance to have senior night and give us both another game. The Pirates are still looking for an opponent to play this week. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show. It's time for the dismount. For a final look at today's top stories, here's Matt Mosley and Stephen Simcox. All right, uh, Matt Mosley, obviously off the Tom Barfield and Stephen Simcox here on the Matt Mosley program. Stephen, what did we uh, what did we plan to do that we didn't get to today? <laughs> well, I'll give a quick update from baseball. We're headed to the bottom of the uh, or the top of the third inning, Tom, and it's still scoreless between the Braves and the Dodgers. 
And tonight you can hear game three of Rays and Astros, and that'll be on Fox Sports Central Texas. Seven o'clock broadcast. Seven tonight? o'clock broadcast, and they'll throw the first pitch around 740. Around 740. So you can tune in our sister station, Fox Sports Central Texas, hear Astros Rays. Um, here's a headline, Tom, that we see about once or twice a year now. Okay. The Jets, according to reports, are trying to trade running back Le'Veon Bell. This is from Rich Samini from ESPN. Bell's unhappy with his role in Adam Gase's offense. Everyone's unhappy with their role in the Jets' offense, defense, special teams, whatever it is. <laughs> they haven't won yet. He's got $6 million remaining on this salary on a salary this year. Um, so they're going to try to get this thing done before the November 3rd trade deadline. And Samini says both sides appear motivated to end this marriage. Um, Le'Veon Bell, of course, was tagged by the Steelers a couple times. Mm-hmm. Decided the second time he was tagged, I'm not going to play for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Took a year off. Thought he would get a huge contract. Landed with the Jets. Got a decent deal. He didn't break the bank exactly like he thought he would. Uh, but it's been a pretty rocky tenure there in New York. And, again, he he's allegedly going to be on the move. Um, and the Jets are going to try to move on from him. Yeah, just nuts. And and I saw a uh, an, a story yesterday where the head coach said, you know, he also serves as the offensive coordinator. He said, you know, I'm not opposed to to not being the play caller. Well, what are you waiting on? You're in charge. <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna hand the play calling duties off to the OC, get after it. Yeah, that that whole thing weird deal. That whole thing's a mess. Uh, Gase, you know, he he really failed in Miami. He ends up in the same division in New York, and. I don't know, Tom. It just hasn't worked at all. It's only year two. Darnold was sick. He had mono like that first season and missed a lot of time. They seem to play better towards the end of the year, and now they're back to to being a really bad football team, and and they seem to be going nowhere fast. Don't you think, or wouldn't you think that New York would be a a destination that free agent players would want to go to and be a part of? It's a cool city. But, man, they can't win – uh, on either front, the Giants or the Jets. I mean, I you know, they're all just searching for wins. Uh, you got three teams, am I right, Stephen, three teams that are winless? The 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 Falcons, the Jets, and the Giants. Yep, New York City. Uh, football, NFL football is not going well there. The Giants look pretty hapless. I, I thought for sure they were going to win that game once Stack went down on, on Sunday and, and they couldn't find a way to do it. And this is just the way it goes with the Jets. One thing I'm curious about, um, I, I assume it won't be a big deal because you, you think, okay, that guy's getting tested, but kind of our team's going to be a little more hesitant to make trades in the COVID era because you got all these protocols you got to follow. And I get that you're getting tested regularly in New York, but now you're bringing someone inside the bubble, inside the bubble, possibly across the country. Um, I'd just be curious to watch that, but either way, I get why they're just trying to move on. Le'Veon Bell's a veteran. He's not doing much for you. He's a malcontent. You just you and he's cut probably bait. he's probably an issue in the locker room. I mean, if he's complaining publicly, you know he's complaining privately. Mm-hmm. Something we talked about earlier: um, Florida is pausing workouts after a COVID nineteen outbreak. They had nineteen players test positive, or have had nineteen players test positive this week. Uh, earlier today, it was only reported as five, but it's jumped up pretty significantly. They're supposed to play LSU on Saturday. Uh, Dan Mullen won a lot of fans in the stands of the Swamp. so that's, He won a 90, that's all. He 90, won 90,000. So now that's in jeopardy, Tom. And, uh, yeah, another college football program. You know, Baylor's dealing with this right now. Florida as well. Um, and, and, and the question is, is A&M? Mm-hmm. I mean, today we don't think so, but 
we that's as, today as of now they're not they say that everything's all clear and they feel okay about it but yeah that's the big question is they just played florida obviously they're in pretty close contact with those guys and these symptoms can show up for up to 14 days so um you know do you feel comfortable playing the aggies this week do you feel comfortable playing florida if you're lsu this is just life in 2020 absolutely i mean it's uh it's it, there's so many twists and turns and uh, you just don't know you just really don't know um okay so i'll close with this story this is from philadelphia three men were arrested on sunday night now they went into a a chinese food place at the takeout restaurant mm-hmm. and uh there was an atm in this restaurant okay so they did what you always do they got some explosives and tried to blow up the atm to get to the cash box so, so they could pay for their food yes exactly <laughs> so they pay for their food so they blow up the cash box or they blow up the atm they struggled to get the cash box tom they ended up having to flee the scene and the attention they brought to the building by you know setting off essentially a, a homemade bomb yeah led to their arrest so did not get any cash um did not get any food did not get any sweet and sour chicken yeah and and now they're headed to uh to the clink where they will not get any teriyaki sauce <laughs> that we know of i don't know <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure what the cuisine is in a philly prison but yeah probably not a lot of options there all right there you go it's a 553 seven shy of six who's the, your pick tonight between the astros and the rays tom astros astros yeah you think i think they, they make win. it 2-1 okay. and uh I, and i'm kind of liking buffalo to do their deal oh and tuesday night football yeah, that's right tuesday night football. that starts actually in 10 minutes yep so if you know if you're near tv you want to switch it over to cbs you can uh, watch Bills Titans, a couple undefeated teams. What about your What season. about your evening news? Your uh, six p.m. news. Oh yeah, everybody's at KWTX. <laughs> I guess they're 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 not going to be doing an evening newscast tonight. Uh, all right, they'll probably make it. We'll do it again. Uh, I'll do it again tomorrow morning at ten a.m. and uh, we'll be back tomorrow afternoon at three right here on ESPN Central Texas.